two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I, once again, another week. It's, it's it, insane. It's insane. Well, not only another week, another month. We are in March now, right? And Yeah, that's because February is a little short, yeah. Yeah, a couple days, but... It, it, it's crazy. After we're done with the show tonight, I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. I have like a little method. Like tomorrow morning, I'll go through and I'll, I'll break down the, the the chapters for people. And they're like, oh, we got we got I I got the other podcast with Lono on Fridays. And I'm like, oh, we got a whole week to wait. Monday comes along, and I'm like, I gotta start getting stories. I got I I gotta start getting this. I have to get. And then all of a sudden, it's Thursday, and I'm like, holy Christ, just. So. I, I did something, Sarge, where I deleted every single Generation X gaming video off our main channel from from originally. So if anybody wants to watch those old things, you only can watch or listen to those now only on Spotify or iTunes, like audio formats. You can't see them anymore. They're they're literally. Do you, do you need to see them? No, you don't need to see them. You don't need to see our pretty faces, right? I, it's probably better. We, we have faces for the older shows look horrible. Yeah, the terrible. Not at the time, but now looking back from what we do here now compared to... Oh, this high-tech stuff where the audio goes out and I crash all we, the time? We haven't actually changed at all. It's 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 literally... <laughs> the, the confidence is there, but that's about it. What's going on, chat? Welcome to episode 346 of GXG. Uh, you can watch us live 8 p.m. Eastern right here on 30NSG. Uh, you can also listen to us after the fact on Google... Spotify, Anchor.fm, iTunes, uh, and then on Spotify, you can also watch us. All the uh, Last season and this season are all in video format up there as well on Spotify. Uh, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast. It goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. You can help us out by hitting that like button right now. Hit the like button. I'll tell you what. Everyone hit the like button right now, and by the end of the show, if you didn't like the show, you could change it. you could change it to the dislike. Okay? Everyone just hit the, uh, the the like button right now or hit the dislike button right now. And by the end of the show, you can change it over to the the thumbs up button, right? I think that sounds good, right, Sarge? I think everyone just hits a button right now and then they can decide if they want to keep it there or not by the end I of mean, the show. It, it it seems nice if you just hit the button. Yeah. I mean, isn't that why we're kind of talking? Yeah. And, and if you'd like to go above and beyond the freeways, you can help us out by uh, hitting that that membership button down below, which is $5 a month. Uh, that alone, it breaks down to like $1.25 if you just watch this for this show alone. But that's not the only thing that's happening on this channel. I do morning shows Monday through Thursday. I do evening shows Monday through Thursday. And then we also do this podcast, and we have uploads as well. So lots of content. I know it's not the the mentality of the YouTube uh content like to watch people on youtube and like pay for a membership that's like a, a twitch thing or whatnot but it's going into that right it's like a it's like a subscription type of a, a model uh on today's show sarge on today's show we're going to be talking about microsoft sony ftc 
what's happening. We're going to give you like a brief rundown of that and what we thought our what our thoughts are. Uh, Microsoft is charming off the FTC like they're 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 ready to sign or the EU. They're ready to sign the deal. Uh, we're, we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Microsoft is opening up Game Pass to 40 more countries. Okay, we're going to talk about Phil Spencer. He had an interview with Xbox on. I went over it a couple days ago. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what his words were and his quotes. Um, Power Watch Simulator had an update just a couple of weeks ago with Tomb Raider. And now they have another update. Final Fantasy is around the corner. And they have a Final Fantasy update that is going to be there. So we'll show you a little bit of that clip. Uh, we're going to talk about Minecraft. They have a big leak reveal uh, of a world editor that might be coming. Now, I know you're saying, well, what's well, the big deal? World editor has already been in there. But that's for the modding community. This is an actual uh, thing that's coming from Mojang themselves. Uh, we're going to talk about Bethesda Sarge. And potentially Sony, before Microsoft picked them up, uh, was reportedly going to offer them an exclusivity deal with Sony. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, we're going to talk about Forspoken uh, developer, Luminous Productions. They are no longer existing, and they've merged into another company. We're going to talk about uh, The Wolf Among Us 2. We're going to be talking about... We're going to talk about AI and what it means for, like... Uh, Phil Spencer brings up AI. Uh, the it's core, actually, actually a lot. Yeah, is the, what that means. The Corridor crew did a anime with the program that you can type in and figure out, you know, and the AI makes like the cartoon for you. We're going to talk about that and what it can mean going forward for artists and uh, the game industry and everything else in between. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy uh, mods. There's a 10-player co-op. We're going to show just a little clip of the 10-player co-op that someone came uh, that, that put together. We're going to talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Developer is now under labor investigation. So at least they're back in the news for something, right, Sarge? Uh, and then we have a couple of videos that I want to show. There's this game called The Front. Okay? I, I'm, I'm going to read an article about it. It's a survival game, but it's like Battlefield we're, meets... We've we, we, we got to let, let the chat watch the trailer. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch the trailer, and then I'll talk about the, the a little bit. And then we're, we're going to go into a deep dive of Dead Island 2. They just came out with a deep dive thing. It's 14 minutes long. We're going to watch this near the uh, second half of the show. And we're going to watch the Dead Island uh, 14 minutes, watch it, to like talk about it a little bit, and see what it's all about. And I think that is everything that's on the today's show. If we don't get to any of the topics, I'll let you know by the end of the show. And then we have the Q&A at the very end of the show as well. So it's time for what we've been playing. All right, Sarge. So another week. What have you been playing? I mean, I, my my wheelhouse isn't that big currently because uh, I work a lot. So uh, I I I did dabble in Division Two right prior to the release of Season Eleven <clears throat> or whatever season it is now. And then we played season a little bit 11. last night. Season it is 11. it is it is yeah. Season Eleven. Yeah. I but what I noticed though is is it's. Ever since that whatever mishap they had with the code, the game feels like it's like it started over from scratch, like before all the patches went through. Like it's a lot of weird stuff happening. It, I'm not gonna lie, it's still fun. I still play it, 
but it's just weird. Like I'll be walking, doing yeah. something, and then like Jarvis is just yelling out stuff. Like yeah, last night there was a lot of bugs, a lot of issues with it than when we played. The guys wouldn't spawn. Guys wouldn't attack the control points. It's you had to go to a certain spot of the control point just to shoot yeah, off the, the thing. Yeah, there was no way to call the reinforcements. I walked around the entire area, and then there was like one little spot I happened yeah. to accidentally find. Right. Happened to find. Yeah. So it, um, I, I, I'm reluctant to say why they keep releasing yet another five man team that we have to hunt down. I'm just I'm just trying I'm just trying to figure out the logic. Like I like the game, don't get me wrong. I like the manhunt thing, but what I don't understand is is if I don't pay for it, right? And I and I can't really level anymore. Like I mean, you can level the number, you, but like once right. you're maxed, you're maxed, right. right? What's the point? Like, what do you? Why do you I, want me to keep? Why? Here, my question is, why do you want me to keep playing your game? Like what's in it for you? You're not making any money. Like, is it is it still cosmetic? Are you guys still yeah, no, there's making still cosmetics in the game? You could play for the for cosmetics. So, so what you're telling me then is they're still making enough money on cosmetics to warrant them milking another five man manhunt. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, I mean, I I think I think Ubisoft's uh, approach is if you're playing their game, you're not playing anyone else's game. Meaning. If you're in their game, if you're not giving them money, you're also not giving anyone else money. <laughs> it, it just like, I don't it, I don't I don't understand it. It just seems strange. I mean, look at would... look at No Man's Sky. They come out with DLC. Yeah, but yeah, but, and... that, but 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 in this argument, that would even be worse because they don't charge at all. Well, no, they charge if you don't own the game, then you buy the game. No, 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 no. I mean, once you have oh, the yeah. game, there's like, no, they don't there's charge no at yeah, all. There's, there's no microtransactions. So at all. they're just releasing stuff for the fun of it. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I, I'm just, I'm lost at this point. Why? And I, I appreciate the fact that they at least put effort into like the little introductions about the team and who you're going after. But what I think that they're, they're the guys are actually who make the game now are trolling us because if oh, you started listening, yeah, with the names. if you started listening to the names of these guys, you know <laughs> that they're trolling us. Okay. The guy's name was Bernard Bardman. Which is basically like, Batman respelled differently. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's well, just it. yeah. It's, well, it was also Ash. Uh, what was the guy's name? Ash. 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 Chunky. Ashton. Chunky. Something. Something. It's just the names sound like they're spoof names on purpose. It just sounds weird. Uh, it's like the last the last manhunt. We didn't even get to kill the last guy. He ran away. And then we had to wait six weeks before somebody else came out. Like, well, well, you know what's funny? I want what they're doing in Division for games like what Marvel could have done and also what Gotham could do, right? Like, think about it. If Gotham Knights released five people every three months, like five new villains that you could go up against, like you have to go kill, like go capture Riddler and go capture Penguin and go capture Two-Face, Right, that would be amazing for a game like that. Here we have generic Joe, generic Jane. Go capture this guy. We got douchebag McMcRich. Right, like there's just all these guys that you're going after. And you're right. What is the what is the point? And I think the point is like what we do. Like I like just logging in, and this is not the clientele they're going for, by the way. But the point for at least me is to hang out with you or Rebel or Brain 
and just kind of talk. Yeah, we right. sit around and talk. We sit play around the game. and talk and game with a, a, a pointless like no no drive whatsoever. You're like, oh, what are you going for? They're like, oh, I'm, I'm, whatever. You know, that's the point I think right now for people that are looking for something. Once you're done with the game on your max level and end game has been around for five years, there's really no point to actually run it. But, but all the armor is specified like I, I as i'm playing the game i realize like you know, all the armors and and gear is for marksman rifle like they want you to use marksman rifle like that's the point right. lurker in chat says you guys spend an hour literally trying to blow chunks that's right <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah. well because the guy, like, the guy i knew was there was chunks. a problem we we died like f five times like i knew something was wrong like you it's like it's like you know immediately like you're going through the game normal and then all of a sudden like you hit a brick wall with your face and like, why am I in a room and dying this quickly? Like, what's happening? The and then, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this is the end room. I'm like, well, that's news to me because usually the end room is the end of the level, right? That was the end that of the was, level. No, it was not. That was a closet in the middle of the level before you got to the end of the just uh, the, the end of Lincoln Memorial. That wasn't even close. Oh, right, to the it end. opens up to a bigger room, doesn't it? Yeah, you have to go around to the basement area, then climb up the elevator to come out the other side of the Lincoln Memorial. That was a closet. Right, the boss battle for the first guy, you're in a closet. Okay, you you basically couldn't move. There were guys coming out of every door, every and you door. went down. You went down immediately. And it was just drone after drone after drone, and I was just dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't fun uh, it, at that moment. It, no, well, it's it's surprising because you're so used to killing everybody so quickly all the time that when you finally get owned, it's a difference. Right, I'm not mad about it. Like I get a little disappointed. I'm like, because I don't know what's going on. I'm like, what what's happening? Why right. why am I because like you, you, you get the flow, right? We're going through. It's a little difficult. Throw the thing, do the skill, right? Hide, right? And then all of a sudden, you get you get smacked hard. I'm like, oh, it's the main guy. Oh, that makes sense. Well, another thing they did, Sarge, they started updating the castle that's been sold, been been dead for four years, right? The, the right. Cast, the so castle's the, the, actually the being built now. The settlement that got bombed. Finally, they're starting to build on it. Now, my first question is, and this is a very small excitement for me because I like to see progression in a game like a building get built or something. You know, I like to see yeah, something happen, yeah. but there's no mission quests in the game that allow it. So now I'm thinking they're going to upgrade the settlement every time a new season comes out. Manhunt. No, yeah. no. After, every time the new manhunt yeah, starts. New manhunt. Oh, you're saying about right? the five manhunt guys. Right. So you. we won't see what the settlement looks like until the end of this season when a, every guy you've killed. Right. I'm guessing that's how it's going to be because it's not like the other settlements where you progress mission-wise and the and the the actual settlement expands. Right. Well, we'll see. Right. I played a little bit of Darkest Dungeon. Uh, I got a team of like twenty guys solid, and then I had a really bad run. Ooh, how many twice. did you lose? Twice. You lose? I lost four or five guys. It was Ooh, horrible. That's a big chunk. Yeah, and so I had to stop playing that for a little while because uh, you once you lose that many guys. What ends up happening is if you if you lose too many guys, it's hard to catch them back up because the levels that you've been to are now leveled up. They get to a certain point, and so now when you have to level up your new guy, he's like the weakest guy in your lineup. Yeah, and so you have to make sure he at least survives a few a few things for him to even get leveled up. So it's a little tedious. I, sometimes I think it's better just to start over and go through it again than it is to to try to salvage because if you lose, like I lose a couple, I lost too many, I lost too many healers and tanks, support guys. I had plenty of, but once I lost those guys, it's very hard to replace. So the game becomes very, it's a, it's a, it's the uh, the learning the 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 learning curve is a little hard 
when you get to that point. You right. have to start over. You have to start over. Krebsy says, uh, with how much detail Division 2 has, they could create a small area where the player can build or decorate their own building. You know, I don't know if the, the player base that's playing Division... He's got Hogwarts on the brain. I yeah, think. yeah, no, I, I, I get what he's saying, but I don't think, I don't think Division's player base would give two craps about that, right? I think it's just a completely different clientele. But it's not a bad idea. I mean, it would be something else to do, but at the same time, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the player base would, uh, would actually do that. Uh, anything else you've been playing? No, that was it for this week. I've been playing. I'm, I'm playing a game right now that I can't talk about. If you guys know what I'm talking about, I can't say it. It's an under NDA. Um, I played a little bit of that. I, I've been playing Farm Simulator for my first channel, our main channel. I'm doing some uh, Let's Plays with Farm Simulator 22. I'm actually really liking that game. Like, it's it's such a turn on, like, from, like, turn getting away from shooting guns and murdering people all the time and then planting, planting crops and, like, just farming, right? It's a completely different feel, and I... I absolutely love Farm Simulator. So hopefully you guys will see the little playthroughs that I do uh, and watch that I'll be on 30 and still gaming. Other than that, um, I played Division 2 with Sarge. Uh, again, it's the, it's the go back and play, and I, I like it. And then I, I played uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I'm playing my second playthrough with the story. I'm playing it on hard mode. Um, right now we're about... We're done with trial number two. So we're in, we just got into the winter. So I'm pretty close to finishing it, I would say. This playthrough that I'm doing, Sarge, completely different than my last playthrough, and not because I'm in a different house. My first playthrough, I explored everything, and I was rich, okay? And I had so much different gear, and I leveled up super fast, and I had so much money. So when I went through, when I actually had to do the quests, I just paid for stuff, and I was done, right? Now, it's like, oh, I have to do this? Oh, I have to go farm a little bit collect resources, do a mission, grab some, open some chests, sell that, right? Like, it's a completely different feel. Uh, the combat, I, I talked about this last week, the, the hard combat is actually, I, I find it much more enjoyable than playing it on normal. Uh, it, it just feels better overall uh, with, with Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a, it's a fun game. Uh, I'm going to play a third playthrough once I'm done with this because I want to get the achievement where all four houses get through. Um, but the but the bad part about this is if you want to max out all your characters, you have to go do all the challenges for each of the houses to get your character leveled up. So it's a little, uh, you know, if first time's fun, second time is okay, third time will probably be just good, and then the last time you're just kind of like beating your head against the wall trying to trying to go through it to collect everything again because it's a little monotonous a after that, right? But overall, I think Hogwarts is great. There's uh, some rumors and stuff about. There might be some DLC coming down the road. They they read inside the files. They said they might add something in uh, after the others, other things come out. I'm telling you, I still think there's some sort of co-op or multiplayer-esque, small multiplayer type of thing that they're going to add in down the road. Big surprise or something down the road. I, it just seems like that game, everyone's asking for uh, like multiplayer co-op, right? Well, the rest, of the, the rest of the hardware has to get the game first. Then you can see what happens. You're right. Well, here's the thing I noticed. Uh, this time through right there's a there's a when you're playing I, I noticed this the first time i kind of brought it up there's the day night cycles in this game right and you can go invisible in this game and you can sneak around in this game and they even make it during the main campaign they tell you it's a sneaky mission you have to go in the library you can't get detected and then when you do these other the uh, demigas demigais demigais 
missions uh, with uh, the caretaker moon. Um, you have to go at night to collect these things, and they're all over the place, right inside Hogwarts. And even the the student says that you're not supposed to be outside of your 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 community after you know your commune uh, after dark, right? So there's like, I feel like there was a curfew supposed to be in the game, and that you could go outside of curfew and like sneak around. I don't know if it was it it would be more. Maybe it got annoying. You know what I mean? Like maybe it was annoying that at night you couldn't really do anything. You were sneaking around. It was more slow going and maybe people didn't want that. I don't know. But it feels like it was in the game and they kind of removed it from the game. That's always possible. Um, they're trying to make it they're trying to make it more realistic base and then all of a sudden they just say yeah, it's too tedious. There's yeah, it's no reason too it, tedious. It, it doesn't it doesn't benefit the game at all and they get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff. Out. And there's a couple other things in the in the game that they probably had in the game they pulled. And I do think I do think that they could put the possibility of them adding it after the fact later. Uh, one of my videos that I created about New Game Plus talking about if they do add a New Game Plus, I'm kind of wondering, I asked my community and a lot of people commented on how they could do it. I don't know the way they implemented stuff in this game. I don't know if a New Game Plus would be good because if I have to reset the game, right? New Game Plus means I'm full maxed out, but then if I'm maxed out and then I'm going back into the school to learn the same spells, it's kind of like not as interesting. So are you, so I'm just curious. So are you playing the other houses now just to see their room at no, this point? I'm playing it to, to get the achievement. No, what I'm saying is, but yeah, that's basically, what, yeah, if, basically. You, if, you do, if you're doing the same missions and you're carrying the same stuff over and over again, but the only thing that really changes throughout your playthrough is that is a com is, is the common the, room. Yeah. It's a common room. And like your, 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 um, the, the, the outfits you can collect and, and whatnot. Yeah. And then I guess the way you talk to people, but there's not really a much of a difference. You know, you could be rude or something like that for a couple of lines, but other than but that, doesn't, but they're not, they're not forever in your enemy no. category because you badmouth them. No. It, it, the game doesn't remember that far in. Yeah. And that's, that's a conversation we're going to talk about a little bit later though. I think AI is going to have a big, big, a big, big uh, factor in gaming. Yeah, Tweak says I don't think it would be. He says this game is made for single playthrough. Yeah, I don't know if they if they add up if they add up new game plus it'll be really hard to like make it interesting because i think it's just be the same game but now you now you've lost everything but you're you might, max level for for shits and giggles you probably will get after it's released for all the hardware you'll probably get quidditch that people can hang around and play in yeah uh, that, that'll probably be like the, the the only thing that you'll get afterwards you may and i say this with a small 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 positive outlook that you'll get a dlc an actual dlc well if they do it though sarge lore base wise it doesn't fit in the game because you're done with this we talked about this i think last week at the end of the game you're done with this your fifth year and there's no quinnage in the game in your fifth year because the headmaster canceled it so if they if they implement a, a dlc for quinnage then it would have to be a standalone mode and you couldn't use your character in it because it's the end of the school year and there is no quinnage in that school. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you keep trying to trying to fit it into like it's got to be realistic all around. But that's I, what I the think, story is. I think that after everyone plays the game, I think for just for fun, you can just have Quidditch and people can play. Sure. Like, but you wouldn't be able to use your character. That's what I'm saying. Right. You would just be some kid. You yeah. Right in a broom. Yeah. Off season training. Sure. Sure. Right. As long as they have like Nigel Black come in and say, I haven't I've brought back. Quinnage and hurrah, hurrah, thanks for me, whatever you know. I mean, it, we all know that we all know that games get things cut out anyway, and I still think that 
after all this game has been through, I think this is one of the most solid openings for a game in a long time. Yeah, I, I think I think this is a as far as a third party game, like a like a rock like a Rockstar uh, game or uh, like a Mass Effect game. This is like one of those games, or even like uh, Skyrim. This is like one of those games that comes out once every like seven years. You know what I mean? Like, well, no, is- I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that because I thought I thought. Um... I always get them confused. Is it Ghost of Tsushima or or Sekiro? Well, that's a first party title, or or, or or both. One of the you know where the game itself is is really really good. Like no no, no that, that's game. what I'm saying. This is a third party game. That's a first party title. Oh, I see. I see yeah, what you're yeah. saying. You're you're talking about okay third party game. Yeah, that a good third party game comes out once every like five to seven years. You know you know what I mean? Well, Ori was good, but that wasn't like a really yeah, big open world type of thing. Yeah yeah yeah. So that's what we've been playing. Uh, let's get to uh, the top stories. All right. The uh, the first story I want to talk about is on February 3rd. All right. This is going back a ways. Uh, Sony filed motion to uh, quash uh, or limit uh, subpoena served for Sony Entertainment by Repondent Microsoft. And then on February 13th, Microsoft filed the opposition on this. And then the US FTC denied Sony requests to limit uh, custodians and squash uh, uh, some documents and granted others, right? So a lot of the stuff that they, 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 uh, they neglected, I should say, or I don't want to go through all that. Um, they, they basically said that Microsoft wanted 10 years of information from Sony. And the judge was like, "Now nah, you're not going to get 10 years, but you can go back as far as January 1st of 2019, right, to of that information. OK, so now Sony has to show their books for the last five years, but they also have to show the last 10 years of their exclusive contacts. Right. So 10 years of any deal they've made. OK, for the last 10 years, they have to. And I believe that's 10 years. Right. The, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. But I believe it's 10 years to get the information to Microsoft or to the FTC or the EU, sorry, uh, about all the exclusive deals they've made. Okay, now this is going to make them look really bad considering they're saying, hey, we're 70 percent of the market. We pay for all these things. And Microsoft is 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 making Starfield exclusive. Okay, even though Phil Spencer the internet blamed him for saying that they he, they took Starfield away from Sony, but up until the acquisition of Bethesda, it was on PC, and we assumed as gamers that Bethesda makes games and they're on all platforms type of thing, right? So we as gamers assumed that Bethesda's next game was coming out for all systems, and then all of a sudden... The Activision, uh, or not Activision, the Bethesda Zenimax deal went through and Microsoft bought them. And then all of a sudden, Phil Spencer comes out and says, we've never taken any games away from other other consoles that were already there. So they've, they, you know, Deathloop was out there, you know, uh, Doom, all, all the games that were already out, they kept their deals with the, with the companies. They didn't take anything away. ESO, Fallout, all that stuff is there. And then he says, and then the new games, which he says a case-by-case scenario, is that they took Starfield and made it exclusive, right? And people started losing their minds. Now, I'm in the mindset, Sarge, I don't, I don't care. I'm not, 
I'm not a fanboy of Xbox. I'm not a fanboy of Sony. I'm just a gamer, and I'll buy wherever the game is that I want to play. If I can afford it, I'll buy it and play it. Right? Spider-Man 2 is coming out later this year. It's only on PlayStation 5. I can't afford a PlayStation 5, so I will not be playing Spider-Man 2 until whenever I get a PlayStation 5, right? So is that exclusive, and I, and I should be mad at Sony for only making it for one, one box that they own, right? Because I'm a PlayStation 4 owner. I mean, that's just the way it is, right? So I want to go to the actual quotes of what um, Phil Spencer said. Some of the quotes that he has, he says, we want to increase the places where people can play Call of Duty, says Spencer. Okay, he says, I think a little bit like Minecraft. I think when they required Minecraft, our monthly active player base was 20 to 30 million. This was back in 2012. Okay, and I'm doing this uh, from memory, he says, but I think that about the size of Minecraft was, and I think that's about maybe 100, now it's about 120 million monthly players on Minecraft, right? So when he talks about games coming out that are on certain platforms, cross-platform, across all platforms, if you notice this, he's kind of putting Call of Duty in that in that same uh, area as Minecraft because Minecraft is a multiplayer game. It's a single-player game. It's a multiplayer game. People play it together. Call of Duty is a single-player game, multiplayer game, and people play it together. Starfield is a single-player game, and, and that's it. He goes on and says, and if you do that, obviously, first and foremost, new, uh, if you're nurturing the creativity, making sure that the game evolves and the teams have resources they need to build great games, because at the end, it's about great games. Now, Spencer also mentioned an agreement with Microsoft that Nintendo and NVIDIA, Microsoft signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring to Call of Duty games to Nintendo platforms and also micro, uh, Microsoft Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition is approved. Microsoft has also signed a 10-year partnership to bring Xbox games to PC to NVIDIA GeForce Now cloud gaming service. Goes on and says, with Call of Duty, I think we've made some specific agreements with Nintendo and NVIDIA to ensure that the game can show up in front of more places. Now, obviously, Sarge, both me and you have said since the very beginning, this is not about Call of Duty. There's something else more going on behind it. It's about the mobile. So Microsoft doesn't really care about Call of Duty or any other multiplayer games because they just want to get no, about but, but sony does and sony now does. we know why right and now we, we now we know why allegedly right well <clears throat> sony said in their words they said and i'm paraphrasing here but they said if they lose call of duty they will lose a a, a big amount of money that they can put towards their first party titles i laugh at this right because obviously i don't think that call of duty pays for god of war but it's laughable to me to say, because you could do, I said this yesterday, you could do what you want with your money, right? Like, if you give me $100, I could spend that $100 on whatever I want, wherever I want, because it's one big, you know, coming in as a, as a pipeline. But to say that Call of Duty is paying for God of War or Horizon or Spider-Man or Uncharted is just laughable, considering each of those franchises, first-party titles, are over a billion-dollar franchises each. Horizon sold $20 million, uh I think 20 or 30 million copies. God of War has sold over 30 to almost 40 million copies. Spider-Man's got 33 million copies. Uncharted's got 20 or 30 million copies. Gran Turismo's got 90 million copies, right? Like, all of these franchises have made plenty of money to put money back into their own first-party titles of the sequels of those games and then repeat that. You know what I mean? But what I find interesting is that we're made to believe by Sony's statement that like they don't have like the company doesn't set aside funds for them to make their first party titles for this section of their industry. Right. They're, they're saying that you're, 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 you're trying to make me believe 
that the profits from this one game is the substantial amount of money that's given to the first party titles for this segment of the industry. I find that hard to believe. So are you, are, are you saying that before COD, you were allocating more money of the pie towards new game releases, new first party titles, but when you got COD to take the place of it, you, you use that money to do something else with it. So you're saying that you don't give money to your first party developer titles unless it's made by another one of your games. Like it, it, it doesn't, if I, if I take that at face value, right, I'm an idiot. Right. You can't tell me that a part of your your part of your the part of your capital to build new product is coming directly from one of your own products as opposed to you setting aside money to build those products. Right? Maybe a little bit. Sure. But as a def but as a defense? No. No. There's I mean, no way. Well, you all, I I also look at it if Call of Duty is selling 30 million copies a year and and they're getting 50% of that. So they're getting, and when I say 50%, I don't mean money-wise. I mean, like, if there's 30 million copies sold across all platforms, and they're getting 48%, 50 I'll just raise it to 50%, right? They're getting 7 million copies, 8 million copies, and that's basically what a, call, uh, a God of War sells when it first comes out, right? Like, between, like, 7 and 11 million copies. So they're making that money, and they're making 30% or 70% of that, whatever it is, or 30, yeah, 30% of each of those sales. Them saying that is laughable. That it's the same thing when Bungie said that if you bought this in the Eververse store, that's what that's how he, that's how we made. Yeah, that's how we made the uh, the dungeons and the, right. the whatever. That, like that's just laughable, nonsense. Especially just nonsense. Especially since the game itself, we don't know how many copies it sold, but it was roughly like fifteen million copies. The initial fifteen million copies they made, that money can literally pay for the studio for the for the decade. Okay, for the decade for the actual putting it back into the actual business, right? That's not that's not what I'm saying, Krebsy. What I'm saying is the the way that Sony is talking about it, there's the way that they're talking about they're putting it. Putting all is their eggs in one they, basket. If they lose Call of Duty, then they can't fund their first party title creation. And that to me is sounds nonsensical. If the, if the first party title segment of your of your gaming company is what drives it, then I'm pretty sure a good part of the pie that you put into the company is to build those titles. So what you're telling me is you don't want to put money into those titles out of your own pocket. You want it to be part of the profits from another game that's being sold. Right. Right? It doesn't make sense to me. Do you care about your first-party titles? Do you want to invest in that? Or are you only invested in it because this game makes money? And we're just using it as a piggyback. It just sounds weird. It just sounds strange. Maybe. But I'm not going to take that... I'm not taking that as face value. There's no way. Yeah, well, it, uh, to make it even more laughable, Sarge, Xbox, Sony came out and said that if they lose Call of Duty, which, again, conversation doesn't even need to happen because Call of Duty is not getting taken away from them, right? Like, Microsoft is literally going out of their way to give a 10-year deal to everybody to say, here, take Call of Duty. We want to make as much money back on Call of Duty as fast as possible of our $60 billion. Sure. Right, so... But more laughable than the Sony saying that Mike, uh, that Call of Duty pays for our first-party titles is Microsoft saying if the Activision deal doesn't go through, that they're going to sell off the Xbox division. And whoever, I, I, I want to know which article said it first. I want to, I want to send them a. I'm going to tweet at them. I'm going to send a tweet I at, think that, it was a person, at that person. I don't think it was an actual article. I no, I want. A, no, I, I'm serious. I wonder what that came. Out. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Right? That you believe that after this much time spent trying to 
galvanize the Game Pass model and to put it onto 3 billion devices and to have no hardware and to go totally software and to get it into everybody's hands. Right. Right. For all of time. And you think because Sony does or, or Activision Blizzard does, doesn't get purchased by Microsoft that they're going to sell off their Xbox division. You guys are dreaming like a total you delusional dream. Yeah. Right. There's no way that's happening. No way. And whoever started that rumor has no idea what's going on in the gaming world. Like zero. Th to me, that, that is the most laughable thing. Right. As, especially since. A lot of the a lot of the info coming out, Sarge. I think a lot of people can't they can't distinguish between being a gamer and being a fan of a gaming device, right? A lot of people are on Microsoft side and they want the deal to go through because they they think it'll it'll make the business better, right? Um, obviously, uh, being exclusive for something doesn't make the business better. Look at Madden, for example, right? I know it's a smaller example, but. EA had a contract with the NFL. They're the only ones that make that football game, and there was no competition for football. So if there's no competition, then there's no thrive to make a, a thing better, and then you get what you get, right? You get exclusive thing, and you can only buy this one thing, and it becomes it becomes a, a sack of potatoes, right? You're just like, well, I, I have to buy an NFL game, and it, it's, it happens to be EA, so this is the best NFL game there is because that's the only NFL game there is. Right. I don't know if that's going to happen because Call of Duty is now purchased by Microsoft. Right. Microsoft. Thanks for becoming a, a lot of people think because Microsoft's buying it, the world's doomsday and the world's going to become worse off. And they think that Activision shouldn't be bought or Activision should be broken up so other people can buy it. But if, if Microsoft doesn't buy it, Tencent buys it. And if Tencent doesn't buy it, Amazon buys it. And if Amazon doesn't buy it, a uh, individual from Saudi Arabia buys it, right? Somebody is going to buy it and then do what they're doing and then so on and so forth, right? So the problem I see is a lot of people can't distinguish between what PlayStation and Microsoft are doing because Microsoft, as Phil says, as many screens as possible. Well, there's a lot of screens in the world, Okay. Let's just say that the number that they said in the past, 3 billion devices, okay? 3 billion devices, that's not including the PlayStation with your, where their TVs are plugged into their screen. That's 3 billion devices out there besides the TVs that are already being used from PlayStation, okay? And Xbox is, they, in their heads, he, I think uh, Phil says it right here. He says something along the lines of, he, he says it's not... It's, it's with everything else. It's not a replacement. He goes, okay, Xbox console hardware will remain forever. Cloud and other options are just options to expand, not to replace, okay? And Microsoft would rather take Starfield and put it on their device, right? Phil Spencer says out loud, we want to take our games and put them on more, more screens, right? And then other people look at that and go, well, PlayStation's more screens, so why would you take it away from PlayStation? And I think the way Microsoft, and I'm, this is how I'm looking at it, Microsoft's looking at it going, we have a console, PlayStation has a console. They're both consoles. They both plug into a television set, okay? And that's how they're played. Why would we give them this when they can come over to our platform over here and either play it on Xbox, play it on PC, play it through your phone, play it through your Samsung TV, play it on the go, whatever, right? They don't need PlayStation and the 175 million copies of PlayStation that are out there, maxed, that's the saturation point, okay? And then all of a sudden, magically, they have 3 billion devices they can put their stuff in. So losing the 175 million to gain the 3 billion is a bigger chunk, right? 100 million, 3 billion. 
Well, the the way I the way I look at it is this is Microsoft as a company wasn't a game company. It wasn't like to make a a a a piece of hardware to sell video games. Microsoft is a software company, right? That's their thing. That's what they're known for. They're known for Windows and all the other software programs that came out with that made them billions and billions of right. dollars, right? So if there if there is a chance for them to get rid of the hardware and make a completely software, which is their wheelhouse, right? And have software on any device anywhere on the planet, okay? Then that's what they're going to do because that's their strength, right? They're a software company, right? They're not a, they're not a game system company. They they got into that market because they knew the possibilities of what would what it would be down right. the line because there's a lot of money to be made in gaming. But now as gaming gets more and more tech savvy, okay? And I'm going to throw it in here now. We could we could have did it a little later, but I'm going to throw it in now. The possibilities of AI and this whole chat GPT thing, the, the possibilities of AI is going to send the gaming industry into orbit, okay? The, um, the possibilities of what AI could do for developing teams in order for them to make games is going to be insane. Right. It's going to it's going to make the golden age of gaming that we that we live through look like nothing. Are you talking about it though as in development standpoint or as like NPCs in a game standpoint? I'm talking about everything everything, everything. everything. Right? If AI is helping you design a game, if AI is rendering things for you, you type in what you want and it's going to give you what you want, the code and everything else, do you know how much time they're going to save? On development, right. Well, it's going to be insane. Before we get more into that, I kind of want to still stick in with with uh, Microsoft and Xbox, right? You guys forget that Microsoft built their empire of the three, you know, the trillion dollar club here because they didn't make hardware; they made software for the hardware. Okay, and then they're trying to duplicate that. And I know Reese says they're not in it for they're in it for the mobile. Right, yeah. primary for mobile, not cloud, and that's that's wrong, Reese. Everyone's see. Here, here's the thing: everyone thought it was Call of Duty, yet mobile was the big thing, and now everyone knows it's mobile, but everyone thinks it's only mobile. No, they're trying to get Game Pass, okay, and the mobile market. Buying Activision Blizzard makes them the second largest mobile phone, like in in the marketplace, okay, out of China, number one out of China. Right, China's number one through like ten. Okay, but if they buy this, all of a sudden Microsoft becomes number one outside of China. Okay, ahead of Apple, whatever for mobile stuff. Now, if they could take their app of let's say Xbox Game Pass, and they take, let's just say they take Candy Crush and they put it onto Game Pass, right? And then they try to implement Game Pass onto all those devices, right? So now they're not just selling Game Pass on your mobile device; they're selling or I'm sorry, uh, Candy Crush on the mobile devices. They're putting Candy Crush behind a thing that they can play it on all their devices. They're trying to do exactly what they did with the software in your computer into mobile devices, okay? And if they can get Game Pass to be that household Windows type of thing for mobile devices and screens and all that other stuff, right, for gaming, that's that's the bigger picture going down the, down the road. It's not about just getting mobile. Sure, mobile is the market they want, but Game Pass, they want to try to do the Trojan horse to get it in into mobile. That way, it's across everything. It's just gonna be this gonna be an interesting 
I, I I've been reading a lot of articles and the the comparisons they're making right now with where we stand with uh, electric cars, AI, and renewable energy sources. Right. Uh, the comparison was made uh, at the turn of the century for the 19th century or the 20th century, where the the car, uh, the telephone. And I forget what the other thing was. Uh, I forget what other there was another another major uh, invention. All three at once. They were, they were in the same period. And what happened? And what happened to worldwide economies because of those three things: the automobile, the telephone, and it was one more. I can't remember. I'll, I'll remember. Um, so now we're living in a time where history's history repeats itself, and now we are looking at the boom of electric cars. AI and renewable energy sources. Right. And these three things are going to basically explode where we go as a society because of the possibilities of what they can do. And gaming, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, just, just, just look up the possibilities of AI and, and look what it can do. And then think about using that kind of power into game development. Right. Never mind military development and everything else they can do. Just for just in game development, it's 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 going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Real real quick, Paul. It, it might be it might be lurker. It might be like like electricity, 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 cars and phones. Yeah, I think so. Paul, it was Paul, in like the same fifteen years. Paul Gaming says if the next gen only console you can buy is PlayStation, it's a fail for everyone. And I started I, I started saying this a couple days ago, Paul, uh, on my stream. I said. PlayStation needs Xbox, right? Obviously, Nintendo's still in the picture. So if, if Xbox decides to fold up the box and they move on just to streaming, PlayStation still has competition against uh, Nintendo, even though it's not the same type of one's a mobile device, one's a... But there's still competition there. But this is what I've been saying the entire time. PlayStation gets the games they get, and they're better than Microsoft's. And then Sony fans... Go look what we got, Microsoft, Xbox fans. We have the best games in town. But if if they're not competing with PlayStation anymore, who's Sony fanboy is gonna yell at to be like, oh look what we got? Because if they're the only console, then the quality drops because they don't have to make great games anymore because they just have to make a game for you to buy, right? And this is the whole Madden thing again. Well, it's similar but not the same because if you have a console. And I can still play games on something else besides a console. It's still technically competition because my form of entertainment is where the good stuff is. Sure. So if I'm a play, if I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and the Xbox goes away and they go down their own road, and all I have to do is Nintendo and PlayStation, and I know I'm a PlayStation guy, but then PlayStation says we don't care anymore because we're the only ones left. It's just us and Nintendo. People who are still looking for entertainment will say. Well, Sony's games are dropping. They're not. They're not trying as hard anymore. I'm gonna go do the. I'm gonna go get a PC or use or use the magic box and play Game Pass. Right. Right. It, it, just because it doesn't have a console in direct competition with PlayStation doesn't mean it's not in competition. I don't like the way Phil says that because what we're talking about isn't exactly a product. What we're talking about because of the industry that it's in is we're talking about time. Right. I want time for entertainment. And I'm choosing either Sony for entertainment or I'm choosing something else as entertainment, right? Regardless of what the platform is. If it's digital, a console, a PC, virtual reality, whatever, I'm just talking about time. So I, that's why I don't agree with, with Phil when he says certain things like that because 
I know it's not direct competition the way that the old way of thinking is, right. where you have two soda companies and they're in direct competition. We're talking about entertainment, right? And if you are a gamer, or, or I'll, I won't use the quotes, but if you are a gamer, then basically you are you are designating time of your life for entertainment in this industry. And so whether it be Sony or not, whoever has the best stuff that you happen to like is where you're planting your flag. Right. Real quick, Krebsy, uh, that wouldn't happen, right? If if Sony's competing against PC, they're literally one-tenth of what PC is. I think the article I looked up the other day, it was like either 2.2 or 1.7 billion PC gamers out there. And yet there's a... Even if you do one hundred and seventy-five million, even if you combine PlayStation Four with PlayStation Five, it's literally one tenth of the size of PC. It's not. It's not competing. So Sony goes from seventy percent market share, okay, to dead last because PC is way ahead, way ahead of 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 Sony. But but once again, I'm throwing the monkey wrench in here, right? Once we have established what AI can do whatever the next form of PC is going to take, it's going to be like this all-encompassing thing. It's not going to be like, this is a PC, this is an Xbox, and this is a PlayStation. We're, we're on the road to having this other device down sure. the road that's going to be everything, right? And you're, you're going to be able to do everything. Like, that's that's the... It's the most exciting mean, thing and the scary thing all at the same time. Sarge? Everything, like, in yeah. your pocket? Yeah, like, but yeah, but, yeah, but this is like this is like the pencil next to a computer. What's sure. about to ha- what's is, is what's sure. about to happen. But then you the know, next you, phones are going to be more powerful. The next phones are going to be you, you, well, according to some people, the the next phone basically is the is the chip you put in your head. Like that's that's the direction that we're going. Like this is why this is why we're we're like on the cusp of something greater. Like it's not going to be like the the next five. Let's put it this way: the next five years is not going to be like five years ago up to now. Let's just put it that way. I, a lot of things are going to change, and they're going to change very very quickly. As a matter of fact, it's probably going to change so quickly that we're going to have growing pains. Like people are going to actually have growing pains because you've been so used to dealing with this minute micro growth that we've had over the last 10, 15 years. And now you're going to see something exponentially happen and you're going to be unprepared for it. Right. The next story I want to go to before we go to the AI stuff, Sarge, is uh, reportedly rumored, right? I don't know if it's been confirmed, but Sony had reportedly offered an exclusive deal for Starfield before Microsoft came in to acquire Bethesda, right? It says, it seems that Sony was hugely interested in an exclusive deal with Bethesda on Starfield, but at the end of the day, Microsoft got the upper hand. Right. So it says here, according to the recent recent tweet from Kind of Funny, uh, says uh, Sony had been in talks with Bethesda to reach a timed exclusive deal for Starfield on the PlayStation 5. But Microsoft, interested in acquiring ZeniMax and Bethesda, probably increased the deal's price for Sony too high to uh, to a high degree, making them to step back and let Microsoft do their business. Now, apparently, Sony has been investing heavily in exclusive deals and third-party developers to launch the next-gen title on PlayStation 5 first. Now, the company has all already reached an agreement with Bethesda on making Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop PlayStation 5 uh, time exclusives, which will be honored, according to Phil Spencer. Now, this article, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, this is this is an old article, okay? So this is, this is from 2020, and we do know that Ghostwire and, and certain games, and we do know at this time Phil Spencer did say that we're not taking anything away from you, Right. And now Sony fans are upset. Right. 
that Starfield is no longer on PlayStation. It's exclusive. But yet, if this deal went through, Sarge, and Sony had the exclusive, you know, what the same people that are aggravated that Microsoft has the exclusive would have stood in front of you and said, well, Microsoft should have ponied up the money, right? And and here's, they ponied up the money to buy the actual company, and now they get crapped on because they actually bought the company, right? Because people think, like, business is fair, where you, you're not allowed to buy developers to make your business better, but Microsoft is an upper echelon than where Sony is, right? They're in the trillion-dollar club, and... Sony's in the billion-dollar club, right? It's a huge difference. So this beast needs to keep eating and need to keep buying and eating up the bigger businesses, right? They, Microsoft, all Microsoft is doing is trying to, to purchase the pieces needed to be competitive in the future market. This has got nothing to do with a monopoly. We had this discussion last week, and we've had it many times over. There are certain things that companies do in order to keep their, their growth rate high, right? And they want mobile, and King is mobile. It just happens to be that there's other things that are involved with Activision Blizzard, so they happen to go along with it, and it's all attached. Right. But, but they want the mobile. Now, if I take the two arguments and I put them together, Microsoft wants mobile, and Sony wants their free cash cow to make first-party titles, and I put those things together, that argument doesn't equal monopoly or antitrust. All that equals is that one person was able to make a purchase before another person was and is going to go on making the same things that they were doing before, right? Sony's not losing market share to Xbox because they own their market share of the gaming industry. It's not going anywhere, right? Microsoft is trying to go in their own direction and saying and make our market share right and make our own market share that's basically what's happening it's like listen if the if the court case happens it's going to happen in august if there's no court case if the deal closes in june that's basically what happens if if there's really pushback now i've been watching i've been watching a lot of business news the last three or four days and now the eu is backing them and i think uh, other another group is backing them and saying the deal's fine now they're all saying the deal's fine before everything was a problem now all of a sudden the deal's fine. So you see how this goes, right? They they go through the they go through the bullet points. What are your grievances? This is what we we're afraid it's going to happen. This is why we're buying it. This is what we do, and it's gonna we're, we're moving forward. It's not going to be this thing where uh, like what they talk about, where if Xbox doesn't get Sony, it's over, and they 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 sell Xbox. That's just not going to happen. Right. The the next one story is that Microsoft opens up PC Game Pass to 40 new countries in a big subscription push, right? They're trying to get the numbers up, right? Get first-party titles, get third-party titles, bring them all onto Game Pass, constantly move that wheel. It says Game Pass is now available in 86 countries as, as a preview version of Microsoft's PC Game Pass service launches in many additional European markets. Now, the PC Game Pass subscription will be available in 40 markets throughout the Xbox Insider Hub app, which will unlock a preview version of the service before it launches fully. In the coming months, PC Game Pass will launch in these countries for all players and experience, uh, and the big expansion means that 86 countries will now have access to Game Pass as Microsoft seeks to capitalize on its new markets to grow a subscription service. Now, while Xbox Phil Spencer warned the growth of slowing down on the console side, Xbox Game Pass last year, he did mention that the company is seeing incredible growth on PC, right? And this is a, this is the difference, right? Xbox only sells like, I don't know, I think they have like 70 million copies from like the last one or 80. And then they have, I think, 18 now for the new one. So they're just approaching around 100 million units. That That's about it. 
right? That's that's the cap. This is why they're moving over to the two billion dollar market of PC, and then obviously there's the cloud gaming on top of that. It says PC Game Pass subscription increased by 159 percent year over year in October, with the PC side looking with obvious growth area in Microsoft. So there's a list of the countries that it's going to be in. Uh, so yeah, uh, quick expansion. See how fast that was. They didn't have to ship anything, Sarge. They didn't have to do anything of the sort to get Game Pass into other countries. All they did was push a button in, in the home office, and now it's in 40 other countries. Okay, 86 countries total. Uh, on top of that, I want to go into Corridor Group, or Corridor Crew. It's a, a YouTube channel. They're a bunch of um, uh, creators that make pretty cool videos they, they try different experiments they do different things they all work in the business they do work for uh for hollywood and on certain things they do their own independent stuff they did this um this ai test but they did this kind of style of they took pictures they took their pictures of stuff okay captured it in front of a green screen they got their ro wardrobe they got off of etsy Okay, and they did all of this. They got the assets in the background of the church and stuff from uh, from Unreal Engine. Okay, they put it all into the computer system, and then they created this short little anime thing. They wanted it to be an anime, and you're like, look at this, going, well, what's the big deal? The internet's like freaking out about this, Sarge, because a lot of people are one say this looks terrible, right? And they're like, this looks like trash, and I think that's absolutely wrong, especially since an AI made this with. In the amount of time they did this, I think it was like five days that they did this. Okay, now think up, think about artists that worked at like Disney back in the day. How long it took them to do a motion picture or to do a TV series with the with all the shell cell shading and all the stuff that they had to do, right? They could take this, okay, and they could just take pictures of themselves and they implement it into this AI program, and they tell it, "I want to look like it's Final Fantasy, or I want to look at like it's The Simpsons." So. They take a whole bunch of Simpsons pictures. This took two months to make. I don't think it took that long. I think it took them literally one week, if I'm not mistaken, Krebsy, in the video. I think that's what they said. Right? So they 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 took this. Regardless if it's two months, it's still shorter than what it would have taken them to do. Right? So what they do is they take the information. They put it into the, the computer. So let's say they wanted to look at the Simpsons. They would take a whole bunch of pictures of The Simpsons. They would implement it into the computer so this, now the computer knows what The Simpsons look like. Then they take pictures of themselves. And they put it in the computer and say, I want you to draw me in the art form of The Simpsons, right? And the big thing with this is a lot of people are saying, well, you're taking other people's work and you're using the copyright and you're, you're feeding it into this computer and there's a problem with that, right? Because it's other people's artwork that you're putting inside of the actual computer and then it's but you're but they're shifting it and changing it into other things, right? So it's like um, someone has a movie trailer. I react to the movie trailer. I'm changing what it looks like, so it's I'm not just showing the movie trailer, right? I'm I'm doing more than what it is. So what do you think, Sarge? Just look at this as a as a short anime, right? It's a rock paper scissor battle going on here. Okay, what do you think that the quality? Obviously, it's it's not great, but at the same time, it's pretty hell of impressive what an AI program can do in a short period of time compared to if I'm a master artist and I have to draw hand draw this. I mean, 
the the first thing I look at when I've seen this program done before is I think it's pretty cool to be able to take a picture of yourself and just put your make yourself an animation like right away. Like I know there's some apps that already do it on your phone as a joke. I, I know that part, but like this kind of I guess this kind of art style it looks kind of cool that you could just take a picture of yourself and just put yeah. yourself in that kind of art. Now I I I get how the artists are gonna are gonna respond to this. Here's 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 gonna be the two issues. The two issues are going to be number one, you're going to alienate all the artists who've been working hard their entire life, because now some some Joe Schmo can just take research data, plug it into a machine, and get quality work of an artist, and he's not an artist. So that's going to be a big issue. That's going to be growing pains for sure. Absolutely growing pains. However, if an artist were to do this and put in their work and put in their stuff and, and use the AI to help them out, you would see the most insane art ever, right? So to me, I, I'm willing to overlook the fact that there's going to be some growing pains, that this is going to save time on the people who are actual artists. Mm -hmm. It's going to save them immense amounts of time because you can plan ahead. You can put in all the information you need. If you need to pull whole storyboards, like the amount of, listen, the amount of time that they're going to be able to save is going to be insurmountable, right? And I'm, I'm hoping to see, and it's not going to take long, right? The only, the only problem that they have right now, and I'm being honest when I say this, is the, the, the chat GPTs and the AI programs have all the information that they have put into it all the way up until I think it was like 2018 or 2019, right? But the AI itself is not directly hooked up to the internet. Right. Right. They feed it the information that they wanted to know, and that's it. And then whatever you guys put in. So basically, everybody's online right now talking to Jet GPT or other AI programs and feeding it all this information that you happen to have. And meanwhile, it's learning from all that. But buckle up. If if the day comes where they attach it to the internet and it starts to learn everything, Here, here's the thing though: the more, see, a lot of people don't understand everything. People don't understand exponentially faster. They don't. They don't. Under, they don't. I, I use this analogy all the time on my stream now. Elon Musk owns Tesla, and Tesla's not a car company. Tesla is an AI company. Okay, it, and it is now. And if if one person had a Tesla driving around one city, it would take a really long time to map out that city. OK, but if a thousand people have a Tesla and they're driving around that one city, that city is mapped out with a matter of hours. OK, and that's exponential growth. OK, and that's what this with the with the programs like this chat GPT that, mind you, Microsoft dumped three billion dollars into buying it and investing into it. Just to let you know. So just go figure that out. OK, people are worried about them buying Call of Duty. Meanwhile, they just bought the most advanced A.I technology and it's being just tons of information is being fed to it okay and it's being manipulated by the way because you can't do certain things because they've already they've already guarded certain things to yeah people are finding the way around yeah it. don't okay. worry people find a but way around everything exponentially like this this program let's say it looks like crap you don't like the way it looks you're like oh it's flickery it's whatever mickey mouse was hand-drawn at one point okay and then south park literally did animation where they were pumping out shows Week after week, with the they, with were, the, they, they were cutting yeah, out scraps. Of yeah, paper they were cut out in the beginning. Motion. But now, now yeah. it's animation. Now animation. they're popping out. Yeah, okay. 
that's exponential growth, right? They used to cut them out hand by hand, and then they made them into where they're just programmed and then they can make them, right? Look at the people making videos uh, a couple years ago about Minecraft. Minecraft videos, people started making Minecraft videos in their, in their um, I forget, Blender and whatever else they were using. Exponentially got faster and better. People made the programs. Look at the gaming industry with Unreal Engine. Faster, more efficient. People are put, putting in stuff and people are taking assets and making exponentially faster to make to make stuff I, and i think a lot of people don't understand that this might look like crap today that's that's the first attempt right six months from now that's just that's your first right? attempt six months from now is going to be like a 10-year span for how much people are putting information into the actual right in, into the program the, i i will say this though it's it's going to be definitely growing pains because you're going to have you're going to have so many more people attempting art, right? Because everyone can try it as opposed to an actual artist. But would those actual artists figure out how to use it? <laughs> right. <laughs> you, right. You are, you are going to see the most insane video games and art and entertainment ever. But like I fully, I fully expect, I fully expect in the next five years to have a fully, animated ai movie done by like two people like and it's a full-fledged movie anime style and then they, they did it probably in I, less than a year i think, like I'm, I'm fully i'm fully expecting that i to think happen. we're closer than everyone thinks like timmy in his bedroom with a cell phone like you know sarge you could take pictures with just your cell phone right take pictures of your cell phone of yourself and then you can make a 3d animation picture of it within a matter of hours where that would take professionals weeks and months to do all that stuff. Yes. Right. Okay. But okay. Just real quick. I'm going to rattle off some stuff. We're gonna, let's, please, let, let's move forward. Cause we could be here forever. Like, do we need, if I, if AI is hooked up to your development company, do you need game testers anymore? No, no, you don't. Cause the AI is programmed what's supposed to find out. What and when it finds, when it finds the right. error right. and it corrects it, it, will, it would right? find it no faster more, no more and more holes. efficiently. Right. Right. No more holes in the world. You're not falling through holes in the planet. You're not going through that. You don't get glitched out. Is it repeatable? Well, the AI will rep try to repeat it 40 million times a second. And we'll see if we can do it, if we can repeat it. Like the, it makes my head spin to think about what we're about to step on, right? This is, this isn't, it's, well, it's, it's, it's the new dawning of entertainment coming up very quickly. Perfect, Let's put it that way. Perfect segue, Sarge, right? Do we need testers anymore? Do we no. need testers, right? Here's the next in story. Three, in three years, no. EA reportedly laying off more than 200 Apex Legend QA testers. Okay. And, my, qu you, and my question, nobody's Sarge. It's scary, man. Nobody's going to have a job. Right? Like, nobody's going to have a job. Now, obviously, it says... It says, in a recent report, the gamer revealed statements that several affected employees confirmed that layoffs at EA will, with no attempt to move the employees onto other games. The layoffs are reportedly centralized at EA's Baton Rouge quality verification team, and multiple employees have expressed the sentiment that they have had been replaced. EA UK-based QA team and Apex Legends team have been working alongside with the UK-based team and trained them for the job, feeling that the EA is having uh, trained their replacements, right? So they got rid of the the, but my question is, we talked about AI, Sarge. Okay, we're talking about QA testers. I was looking at this before the show, going, do you really need QA testers? Because QA testers, I could just say, hey, this is a preview of next set game. I release it out early access, and again, this is my Tesla car thing going and mapping out the city. 
I could have a thousand people play test this game for absolutely free. They get to play the game early. They like the game. They give us feedback. And I have play testers, right? We, they don't even have to give us feedback. We could just, because it's online, we can see the problems and the success rates and the stats and everything while they're playing the game. Do you need quality testers? Uh, obviously, it would be better if you had quality testers. Well, it wouldn't be at that point. It wouldn't be a quality tester. What well, it would be is a after after the AI gets done doing the quality assurance, you'd have a tester go in there and see how fun the game is. Like that guy, like five guys in a room playing the game that's actually fixed and not broken, and ask them if they're having fun with it or not. Like they're not actually being paid to find the bugs. The bugs are already found. You just tell me if the game is good or not. Right. And if it's not good, then I program those parameters in that you just told me. Well, it seems a little low. The shooting's not as quick. The movement's not as the movement's too sluggish. And so I put those parameters into the AI, and well, bam, right? Not sluggish anymore. More responsive. Like you, you guys have no idea what we're about to what, what's about to happen. It's uh, it's. Paul, it, I I have mixed I have got mixed feelings inside. I got like a, I got like an excitement here, and I got a pit in my stomach at like at the same time. It's like it's. I know, I know, Man. Paul. You are a game tester, correct? Like you are, like a quality insurance tester, correct? I used to be a quality assurance tester for EA back in the day. Madden, we're talking like two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay, uh, I used to play Madden. I used to play the sports games all the times. You know, you have a feedback. You get your, you get your sheet. What you're looking for, trying to see any, right. any, any, right? You're absolutely right, right? Humans will always need to give you real feedback. But I don't need to pay those humans to give me feedback. I can literally release a test, okay, and I can get the quality insurance that I need to see if a game is broke or buggy, and then literally put an email out to somebody that signed up to play test. They do it all the time, and then those people can do a little, a little, uh, a, a little survey that says uh, I really liked it. It was fun. I'm literally doing that right now with a game, okay? Like right when I was done playing it, they gave me a, they gave me a survey to, to fill out. Did you have fun? Did you like this? What could we change? Of course you're going to need that, but at the same time, they just fire 200 people. Do you need 200 people? No, that's, they just saved money on 200 people. It sucks for the quality insurance people, right? But at the same time, it's becoming obsolete. Here's here's how you know, here's how you know when the AI is starting to come is is going to be a factor before they start saying it. Every game that you've ever heard of that was canceled or delayed, all of a sudden has a release date, you know what's going on. Right. If all these games that have been buried, right, and they have no idea of getting them out, they're like canceled, delayed indefinitely, they're, they're still in the works, and all of a sudden they've got release dates, you know AI is involved. Right. That's that's how you'll know. Like all of a sudden, beyond good and evil, due out next June. Like, really? Okay. Right. And then they show you what it looks like and it looks really badass. Like, oh, that's that's kind of quick. You guys said the game was dead. Right. Right. That's how you know. When all of a sudden things just start moving. Plus, plus the quality insurance team is like literally the bottom rung, right? The, the, the first people to go is, is, is the QA team. They're like, hey, we don't need you anymore because we don't have another game coming or we don't need you right, right. now. Your like, contractors, your yeah. contractors, we get it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next thing I want to talk about real quick is that Hogwarts Legacy, the mod team, or there's mod people out there, not a team, but they're not an official team. Hogwarts Legacy already has a working co-op mod, okay, uh, <laughs> where there's there's ten people running around inside the world together, okay. 
Now, I always find this funny where they're like, nah, this game shouldn't be co-op or mods. And yet here's some individuals going, you know what? We're going to do it ourselves. And they're running around inside the world. So to you, Sarge, do you think that the because it was and again, I'm not a programmer. I don't know how easy this was or hard it was to do to them. It was probably pretty easy. Okay, hence why it was done within three weeks. Okay, do you think that they had plans inside the actual studio to make this co-op? Um, I'm sure the possibility is there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to do it. Like the coding, the coding of the possibility must have been in the in the game already for for them to be able to do this. Otherwise, they would have to rewrite the entire code from scratch. Right. Right. Uh, First of all, I love modders. Right. I love modders because they they basically to me, modders are the the journalists of old. Like when a game company comes out, says they make a game, they say we we did this. It can't do that. We tried this. It doesn't work. This is what the game is. Too bad. Buy it. Right. Then then the modding team gets it. And after a month of them playing it, they make the game do all the stuff that the guys who developed the game said it couldn't do. Right. So to me, it's like a checks and balance system for gaming. I love modders, right? And I'm going to throw it back again. If you give modders the ability to have AI and let them do stuff with the game, you'll get, you're going to get the greatest mods of all time, right? You're going to have games that you play for, for a decade because of the amount of modding that can be done. It's I'm telling you, man, the golden age of gaming is going to be rewritten. It's coming up, right? I, the fact that that even, that the, I'm looking at that, the fact that that even it, it, it can be, it can actually happen. It's because, yeah, Paul, Paul say it's because it's the Unreal Engine. Duplass, of course, it's PC. I, I didn't say it was anywhere else. I, what I'm saying is there's modders. Yeah. Modders, obviously, mods happen in, in console as well. I play plenty of games that have mods uh, support on, yeah, on water. console. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, it's exactly. PC. What I'm, the, the, the question is, do we think actual co-op is coming to the game? It's potential because of the engine the way it is. You're asking how it would work on other old consoles. Just because it's on, just because there's multiplayer doesn't mean. Let's say they do bring in a, a co-op mod, you might be shit out of luck if you're on old systems. It'd be like, sorry, no multiplayer on the old systems. Just like when Grand Theft Auto came out originally, you couldn't do first-person mode. All right, you could only do it on the the next-gen system. You couldn't do it on the 360. You could do it on the Xbox One. Right? You're just shit out of luck because the the hardware doesn't support what certain things are. So if this was a thing that they actually brought to Hogwarts Legacy for, for next-gen systems, then the Switch, PlayStation 4, and the and the Xbox One wouldn't get it. Just wouldn't get it. It, it, it didn't even take them a month. It wasn't even a month before they, did that, they were able to do something like that. <clears throat> God bless those modders, man. Yeah, I like them. I, I, have you seen there's an X-Wing mod? Someone made the, the broom into an X-Wing. They made the broom into the Harry Potter car as he's go, flying into the into the place. They have uh, they have sexy schoolgirl outfits uh, inside of, the of, thing. Of course they do. They have uh, a mod where if you use bad magic, like if you use the Unforgivable Magic, you get sent to Az- Azkaban, right? Like you get, you get punished, <laughs> right? There, it, it's crazy <laughs> the amount of mods that people are putting into this game already. Uh, I think you could be Thomas the Train and like run around as Thomas the Train. Like it's it's just it's just fun. Why why is there always some crazy guy throwing Thomas the Train in there? I always. Know. I guess it's just easy. I guess the mods are super. Easy it was in ba- it's in Battlefield too. I remember the Thomas the Train engine. Some guy put it in Battlefield. Just giant train coming attacking somebody. Oh, it's just hilarious for sure, uh, Paul. 
most games that are popular right now is because of mods. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's exactly correct. Yeah. Literally League of Legends and uh PUBG and it's a mod. What else? They're all the, the, the mods MOBA, the, of the original games. Right, right. The a MOBA is a, was originally a specific game and it got turned into what a MOBA is now currently. It's a, it was a mod. Yeah, Counter Strike. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's yeah. it's yeah yeah yeah. I forgot about Dota, Krebsy. I forgot about that one. Is it? I forget who's first. Was it Dota first? That's what it was. Not League of Legends. Dota is Dota. Thank you. But but it's the same thing. It's they're, they're both MOBAs. Well, I. The chat will be like, this, uh, uh, "Sorry, Sergeant." I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad they know. Yeah. All right. The next two things I want to show, Sarge, is because um, we're we're in the second half. I want to show. Let's let's do the front first, and then we'll do Dead Island. Okay. Yeah, you guys, you guys, buckle up for this one. Okay. Man. So I'm not going to put audio on for this one. Okay. This is um, footage. Okay, footage taken from a developer version of the game, not representative of the final product. This is called The Front. Okay, so we're, we're going to play this. This is 3 minutes and 14 seconds. And as we look at this, I just want you to take it all in, right? It's an open world game, right? Think of Ark, think of a whole bunch of stuff, right? A meteor hits, now you're thinking like prehistoric stuff going on here, right? Big giant fireball, and all of a sudden, boom, it cuts to like, you're like, army men going across the world here and you're fighting like aliens or whatever the hell's going on here. Okay. Very ambitious game, I have to say. Okay, so just when you think that's what it is, right? Just large-scale battles. No, it goes into... Okay, it goes into... Now you're like, oh, what is this? The day before? What is this? The Last of Us? It's like zombies. Oh, wait, this is uh the hunter. You're now hunting for food. And you're using crossbows. Now you're chopping down trees. It's like farm simulator. Okay. You're driving big trucks like uh, snow runners. And you're, and you're going across the road. Now you're doing farming. You're, you're, you're crafting weapons, Sarge. You're doing customization of weapons. Now it's like arc. All of these things are happening in this game. Okay. Okay. There, there's there's zombies the zombies here are just like literally just like kind of hovering obviously it's early development uh what, what what's your sense right now sarge as you see this okay let it finish now it just looks like it aliens isolation or it looks like uh alien versus predator or something like that you know it's like now we're talking about dead dead by daylight you got like a murderer after you you got some clown coming after you with a with a big large mallet Right. There, there's so much going on in this trailer. I have no idea what this is. I don't know if they know what this game is. Large scale buildings. Right. They're they're building electri electricity across the thing here to give power. Right. Like what what has happened? This looks very impressive, but at the same time, I'm very confused. Very confused. Travis says, pick a lane, guys. <laughs> He's digging trenches. They're they're putting barbed wire down. Now it's the tower defense. Like what? <laughs> what? What is this? We're this is three minutes. We're we're not we're only two minutes in. Two two minutes and thirty seconds in. Now I feel like I'm playing battlefield. 
Like where, chat? Where's the? Where is this going? I feel like this is a game about the LSD, <laughs> or on LSD. This feels like the Star Citizen of of this type of game. They they saw every other game doing something like let's put it in our game. Okay, and it's called the Front. Okay, Sarge. Now, I would like you to tell me what you think of the Front. Okay. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that's like twelve games in one game, right? They they they're trying to do everything, like literally everything. Like, did you see what was in that game? Yeah, yeah I did. Right? I, I'm so confused. Sorry, what, all what, of a sudden your your microphone is like peaking again. Hold on one second. Let me. I gotta I gotta what, lower you. What? What possible? What possible suit sat down and said, "Listen." We need a game about everything. Everything. Like like everything is like, yeah, everything. I want a simulator. I want a builder. I want a shooter. I want a survival. I want zombie. Like, come on, bro. That's everything. Literally everything. Everything right? that you've ever seen from every game possible is in this one game. All right. So so just by looking at it, I could tell you people are gonna look at it and say it's really awesome. I, I have so many, so many questions and issues about what I just saw. Like, let's just, let's just go from the, the easy point, right? Let's say it's a, it's a team versus team type of thing, right? Let's say it's 50 versus 50, just to say, right? right. And if it's not 50 versus 50, it makes it worse. So I'm just going to just go with 50 versus 50. So if you start with nothing, right, and you're in the forest chopping down trees, Okay. And then you're trying to make a base and then you're trying to make power and then you're trying to make vehicle. Like, first of all, how long is the timetable for the game? It must be an like, online all the time. Right. It, it, right. A persistent online yeah, type of thing. Right. Because otherwise, when does the game end? Like when the dinosaurs attack again, like I, you have everything in at the same time. It It's overwhelming. It There's, there's, there's not even a title for that. Like what genre does that even go in? It's just it's just <laughs> it everything. It goes into an open world survival shooter. I think that's it's, where it's it, going to go in. It's everything. It's everything. Like okay, so I understand the survival point, right? And you might run into some other people, and there's zombies. I get that. Cool. Where does the full blown army tanks come from? And all the, like the choppers. Like what? What is happening? Right. Like what? What are you trying to tell me? It's a game where you start out with nothing. And if you can get 50 friends to work together for more than 20 <laughs> minutes, you too can have a military base in order to fight the other team. Do you know how much coordination you need to have in order for, the, for what I just yeah. saw to work, to actually work? Do you know how hard it is to get people to work if, and hell let loose? If you're a, Never mind this. If you're a solo player, you're done. You're done. You cannot play this game solo. At least it doesn't look like it. Let me, let me, read, let me read to you two paragraphs here, Sarge. It says, the front to showcase everything in this new open-world survival shooter game has to offer. The action-packed video unveiled some of the weapon players will be able to use, fights against the mutated creatures, Imperial forces, from <laughs> assault rifles creatures. to baseball bats. The front features over 400 tech formulas to learn and 20 different kinds of defenses and traps where players can build and their base to protect themselves from any outside threat. With elements such as catapults, meat grinders, poison gas, shocking electric devices... And when they're not fighting or crafting, the front players can explore 36 square kilometers of open world from mountaintops to lush forests to snowy, devastated landscapes. And the game features a large array of land, air, and sea vehicles. 
that can be upgraded with additional armor and weapons. The front also comes with a realistic day-night cycle and with 10 different types of weather, including fog, thunderstorms, and blizzards. Last but not least, survival enthusiasts will also have to jungle between the 10 distinct survival uh, in dice, including hunger, thirst, hypothermia, and infection. <laughs> all, all while you're still trying to drive a tank, kill other people, grow food, and... Come on, bro. This thing, this thing's out Come of control. On. I mean, look, more power to you, Front. If you could do this and do it well, fantastic. I, right? I mean, this is this has got to be the most ambitious game I've ever seen. <laughs> ever, right? Ever, ever. No, ever. Like, I feel like Star no. Citizen did this. Star Citizen was like, "We're gonna make a space game," and they're like, "Oh, wait, that game's got that. Let's put it in our game." This game looked at it and went, "Battlefield, check. Zombies, check." Uh, Dead by Daylight, check. Uh, survival Arc, check. They're, they're putting all this stuff in. Like we, we could do it. Let's put all this stuff in. It's crazy. It's Arc. I think it's more than Arc, though. Um, I mean, Arc at least has an identif identifies what it is, right? This, yeah, there's, there, there's no. What, well, first of all, what's up with the clown? What's up with the clown with the mouth? Is that like for humor? Like you're just. I thought that, I thought I was watching a different game for just a minute. I was like, "Is this is this back for blood, or or left for dead? Like, what? Why is there a clown with a giant I, hammer? Like, it's like dying I don't understand that." I like how the butcher, the big fat guy, the butcher. Man, we out here talking like we all not. Uh, you're going to be watching you play the game. I'm not. <laughs> I probably won't be playing this game. Maybe I'll test it out off stream, and if I like it, maybe. Right. I mean that it's seriously it seriously has everything. That's literally everything. Big Bobby says, "Come on, thirty, let's start a clan." I'll tell you what, big. <laughs> You go ahead and start it without me, and I'll, I'll I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. I mean, it. it seriously though, look, that's everything. It's literally everything. I thought I was watching a survival game, and then it went military. I just all went crazy. When I first military. saw it, I was like, "Oh, this is cool military." I was like, "All right, I'm interested." And then it went to zombies, uh, and then it went to like like the clowns and stuff. And I was like, "What is?" what is happening here? I was like, I was like, Oh, I got to put this on the show. I was like, we got to, we got to listen. The timetable, the timetable for that game already hurts my head. How much time do you think it takes to make an actual base? Never mind, never mind the ability for you to grow food <laughs> and build arms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And all the while somebody else is trying to troll you and do the same thing. Like you have to be with a team. If you're not with the team, you're not going anywhere. If you're by yourself, you're gonna get destroyed by the big group that comes by and just takes you in with them. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna be swapped across the it, land. This is this has got. Water this says they should have just changed the name to yes. <laughs> <laughs> does your game have this? Yes. The, yes, it does. It's 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 this is the game version of that movie. Water, everything, all at once, everything, oh. everywhere, all at once. That's what that's what this game is called. It's the game version. Of that movie. That's true, Ghost. They didn't show it in the trailer. That's the game's a bust if you can't pet a dog. If you can't pet a dog, <laughs> if you can't pet an animal in it, forget about it. It's 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 over. What was the game that they? Uh, a game just came out recently. They they said, "Oh, we have dogs in it." Was it? Was it Diablo? Was it I think it was Diablo. Said you could pet dogs inside of it or something. I was like, who? Who cares? I, I I'm wishing. I, I listen. I wish them all the best. I can't wait for a deep dive online somewhere about that game. I want someone to try. I want I want a developer with a controller in his hand to sit down and try to explain that game to me. That's what I want to see. Well, you see, uh, <laughs> yeah. the front. That's what I want to see. A, it's the first of its kind. It's a uh, 
It's a first-person <laughs> open-world shooter survival tower team-based team-based team, uh, stealth uh, real-time <laughs> strategy <laughs> per- crafting per- perpetual per- per- persistent, perpetual persistent world. <laughs> no, no. So, so now you're now you're putting it. You're making a video of it. And you're trying to put it on YouTube, and you're like, "What category do I put it under?" I, 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 I'd be very, I'm very excited to watch the deep dive with a developer for that game. Speaking, speaking of deep dives, we're not going to move into Dead Island Two, okay? Okay. What we mean, we're not Dead Island Two, okay? I am going to play the actual audio for this. So here's a preemptive warning, just in case we have to cut this part out, okay? Uh, at the end of this, if you're watching this right now after the fact. The rest of the show might be cut off because of copyright claims or whatever else. But we are showing a video of Dead Island 2. If you do not see this after the fact, we thank you for watching. Make sure you hit that like button down below. You hit the subscribe button. <laughs> okay? I'm preempting this, Sarge. Okay. I don't understand. You're, you're going to cut out the whole, all, this whole part of the show if it doesn't go yeah, through? Yeah, if this gets copyright claim, I, I just take it, off the, I take it off the show completely. Right? So okay. those. this is why you should be here live. <laughs> This is why you should be here live. If you're here live, you get to watch it all. But if you watch it after the fact, I'm sorry, you're SOL. All right. So here we are with Dead Island 2. This is a deep dive into what this uh, game is going to be. So we're going to watch it. And what I'm going to do, chat, I'm going to put it at 1.2 playback speed, 1.25 playback speed, because it's 14 minutes long. And we want to kind of get along with it. Uh, it doesn't talk too fast, so let's let's get started. And uh, Sarge, if you see something, you can tell me to pause, and I'll pause, and we can we can look at it. Okay, all right. What you're about to see is a short well, work in progress this. preview of Dead Island Two gameplay, and just a glimpse of the wider epic pulp adventure spanning the undead streets of LA. You're on the same audio. Our journey as starts the, in Bel Air, just a few hours after the introduction of the game. Infected, but somehow immune to the zombie virus. Our immediate goal is to reach the authorities at the Halperin Hotel, an evac center south of here, in Beverly Hills. Evac center this way. Halperin Hotel. Get my suite ready. It looks Between good. Between our roster of six slayers, we've selected Danny. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Sarge, there's cards. We got cards. We, 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 got, we, got, we, got, we got cards, Sarge. Are you in or out with cards? This is this is back for blood. We got cards. Just just let it play, Rob. Right. A foul-mouthed brawler from Ireland with a twisted sense of humor. She's a tenacious yet balanced character, well suited to an agile style of combat. Staying mobile and waiting for your moment to strike will be key to surviving with this playstyle. Hitting stuff solves everything. Each of our slayers have different personalities. Real quick, I, I gotta say the the so far the animations look pretty good. The the different takedowns they're doing with each of the which each of the uh, the takedowns look pretty good. All right, so the the gameplay looks good. Stats and starting abilities, but thanks to our flexible skill system, you can personalize their fighting style flexible in skill any system. way you see fit. Let's pause a second. Thanks to our revolutionary dismemberment technology called flesh, crushing bones, slicing muscles, and melting zombies will always look bloody and feel spectacular. 
This realistic locational damage is not only for show, but will allow players to strategically target the individual weaknesses of different deadly foes. All right, that's that's pretty cool. So you can take off limbs and shoot with this program they call Flesh. So you can, like, decapitate them or take off their limbs or their kneecap or their ankle, like, certain points. So that, that's pretty interesting. You got anything to say yet, Sarge? Are you, nope, are you watching. Okay, you're watching or are you sleeping? <laughs> I'm watching. Despite the outbreak, our world is alive and kicking with oddball survivors and crazy side quests to complete. Are you still out there? Hey, can you hear me? Blasted. Hello? Don't run away. We need to help each other. Let's ignore this request for now and continue towards the Halper and Hotel. I should check my map. All these streets look the same. The road to Beverly Hills is just beyond that mansion. Not one to pass up a shortcut. Seems like we... Okay, I'm going to pause it here for a second. We got a radio wheel here with a bunch of weapons on it. So you got uh, eight eight weapon or nine weapon slots. Nine weapon slots here. Is it nine? Three, four, five, six, seven. There's only eight there. But it's is, one of those, is, is one of those spots Wolverine's Claw? What is what That's that? What it looks like it does. It looks like Wolverine's Claws. Um, so I guess there's one on you. And then they're, they're picking the Claw Hammer right now. It says Power 101. It's got the damage, force, speed, and max durability. So that means all the weapons have those four four things, right? We have enough firepower, but we should be careful nonetheless. Sometimes, animations best do to look choose good. when and when not to engage. So let's try to find some shelter. If you feel the urge to fight, though. I have to say, though, the turning left to right I know there's settings that you could change it, but in this particular video, it's pretty fucking slow moving from left to right. Our world is filled with tons of exciting weapons, each with their own unique and brutal fighting style. It's not that it's slow. It's just that it's stiff. The camera, the I don't know, camera just, movement is looks, stiff. Yeah, all right. It looks like you're wearing a Batman suit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to turn your neck. You're like, uh... For some satisfying dismemberment, bladed weapons are always king. And thanks to our flesh system, cutting through zombies with your katana feels as smooth as oh, slicing butter. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, that was wicked. For some tactical crowd control, look no further than strong, heavy tools like Even a sledgehammer. The character animations, like the character models, look pretty damn good. Blood weapons like this are perfect for crushing bones and clearing a path. Alongside a copious amount of melee weapons, guns offer a powerful addition to your arsenal capable of slaying long-range targets and triggering deadly traps and explosions. Just be careful not to waste too many bullets while you're having fun. Okay, back on track to get to this hotel of theirs. It smells like Mima's boys. Four bullets we to found shoot the evac checkpoint. Come on now. The road to Beverly Hills is just up ahead. Things are about to get a lot rougher. 
so we should upgrade our weapons and equip ourselves for the challenges ahead. Okay. With workbenches scattered work all benches, over Los Angeles, players weapons. can retrofit their tools with DIY mods and perks, creating the most obnoxiously crazy weapons. From flaming katanas. Okay, that's pretty cool. You can make a flaming katana. You can, like, customize your, your different weapons. Electrified daggers and exploding hammers. The possibilities are endless. The there, there's the Wolverine Claws, Sarge, with, with electrified stuff on it. Okay, always bloody. Oh, like that most was of the district to that know sold it, me right there, there Sarge. are multiple pathways that, that we can take right to reach there. our destination. I with can, challenges to unlock, characters to meet, and stashes too. to uncover. Venturing off the beaten path has its benefits. Sounds like someone's having a party. Let's check it out. Hello. Uh, sorry, zombie. Party's over. Not a zombie. Just... Is it a pizza? Hey, do you have pizza? Of course I do. Now let us in. Uh, yeah. Well, if I open this door, a whole load of zombies might rush in, and I'm pretty sure that's a, a bad thing. Then why you left the gate wide open? Oh, yeah, well, we're having this big party, right? And some of the guys, not, not me, were riding on a gate and, and, and it broke. Now, there's a whole bunch of spares in the garage, but it's like full of riffraff. Fine, I'll get closing in a lash. Oh, killer. I'll hit the garage button. You bounce the party crashers and fix things up. And then, dude, Mikasa is, is uh, your Mikasa. Hey, Roxy, we got company. Find your jeans. Oh. We've agreed to fix the Rockstar's gig. Time to go to work. Hell yeah! Fighting music! I can jam to this. So it looks like a lot of different... Why is he limping? With dozens of deadly zombie types, each undead archetype you encounter presents a unique challenge with different strengths and weaknesses to overcome. Okay, okay, okay. It's oh, you're talking about the guy, why is he limping? close that gate now. Circuit breaker. This will work. That's pretty badass. That axe they have right now looks pretty cool. Alright, I, I gotta give it to him. To better face this zombie horde, weapon, we expanded the equipment cool. at the player's disposal. Curveballs are a brand new, exciting addition, offering both lethal and tactical advantages. Take Meat Bait, for example. A nasty sack of blood and guts that can draw zombies away from you. Perfect for some gruesome distraction. Perfect face. Uh, genius. Hey, were you getting the pizza, or were you fighting zombies in the yard? Feeding pizza to the zombies. Oh, right. Right. Pizza? Right. No pizza. Sorry, man. Big evacuation party, you know. Oh, shit. We gotta get to the evac. Oh, Roxy? Roxy, hey. We should get back on track to the evac center. From the iconic Hollywood Hills and Venice Beach to the A-lister mansions in Santa Monica and Bel Air neighborhoods. Our story takes players on an epic roller coaster ride through LA's most iconic, vibrant landmarks. The Halperin Hotel is just down the valley. Occupied by the now undead military, and LA ravaged like right by now, massive sorry. earthquakes and wildfires, the hotel is now a powder keg. Lucky for us, though, we've introduced a powerful set of skill cards that enhance Slayer ability. Okay, 
So there you go. You guys asked in chat what were the cards, their skills, abilities, survival, slayer. Uh, and so you have different cards, and those are your mods, basically. To help level the playing field. What's more, players can swap and combine them, tailoring their playstyle to suit any scenario. The Halperin Hotel. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Quiet, isn't it? We've decided to adjust Danny's build to better resist close quarter attacks and deal slow but powerful damage. It's sort of like Borderlands. You have like these different mods that you can use and... In Dead Island 2, your environment is also another resource to exploit in your quest for survival. From car batteries to gas canisters and acids, though, chaining elemental effects like electricity, fire, and caustic acid is just another way to wreak havoc on the dead. While locked at this stage in the game, by tapping into your corrupted DNA, you'll be able to unleash deadly mutations and explosive abilities that mimic the powers of the undead. We call this Fury Mode. With the military all but gone, we need to find another way to contact the authorities. While scavenging for resources, we'll have to face new and unexpected zombie encounters. I'm sure I can find something to put it out. In Dead Island 2, you'll face more than simple walkers. These deadly and challenging mutations pose unique threats. Beyond the dozens of grotesque variants in LA, Apex are hyper-mutated zombies that pose terrifying challenges with unique powers well, and behaviors. And our standard zombies come in all sorts of unexpected variants. With the fire extinguished, our hotel excursion ends with yeah, Danny Sarge? discovering a functioning military radio. You like Breaker, fire, Breaker, fire can anyone hear me? I hear you. I'm Dr. Reed. Unaware that another sinister and quite unique encounter is waiting in the dark. Doctor, I'll need to be put me on hold for just a moment. Hey, wait! I need you! You have to get here! Hello? Our behind-the-scenes preview has come to an end. But with so much more to show you in the coming months, Thank we you hope you enjoyed this small snippet of Dead Island 2. See you in Hell A, Slayers. So I'll let that play. I'm gonna mute that now. I'm gonna let that play again in the background as we uh, as we chat about it, Sarge. Okay. So, so there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to say. Yeah. There's here. a lot there. There's a lot there. So what did you think it overall? Does does it seem more interesting now that you've seen it and you've seen a little gameplay? Okay. So I played the first one, and I'll I'll let you know this right away. The first one's a joke, and this game should be called Dead Island. 
no, you don't even need to put the two next to it. You just say, this is Dead Island. This is the real Dead Island. Right. Because the first one was atrocious, right? Well, the first one was had its fun factor. Was, no, yeah. no, no. Hot garbage. This is this this looks like a passion project. This looks like they actually tried. Okay. First of all, looks good. They got the California uh street stuff down where, where this is. I know where this area is. Because I, I I've been out there. The animations for the zombies up close and personal that you have to grab them. Yeah. All the all the animations look really good. The the fact that they have animations for all the different kinds of weapons and how you can use them against the zombies, yeah. Also very good. Yeah. Um Gruesome as hell. Yeah, yeah. As he rips through their face yeah. and comes it, in. It, yeah. it almost looks like it's like a back for blood, but a single player. That's what they, that, that's what they were going for because they have all the special infected, the special infected type guys. You have to figure out a little bit of puzzle solving. I, I have a question for people that played. I, I, it's been so long. That was a co-op game, correct? This is going to be a co-op game, or is this a single player game? If if this is a co-op game, not a co-op game. Calm down. Everything's not co-op. I was just saying, if it's a co-op game, this this is a winner. If this is a solo game, it's fun, but the, yeah, it's up to four. There you go. Is Jordan, it? Is yeah. it? The, the, this this I feel is a is a winner with co-op, one hundred percent. I mean, this looks just it, I'll, okay. So I, I will say this: it looks fun. Like that's the important thing. First off, right? It looks fun. And, I. I, I <laughs> Sorry, you got silent there. So, no, I'm because I'm I'm looking at the animations for the actual zombies. It, it's some of the some of the people the way that they're dressed and the 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 animations for what you do with the weapon to them is is actually really good. Yeah, it looks very impressive with the with individual weapons like with the hammer and the axe and the the katana and all all these other things. It looks it looks pretty impressive. Uh, and you know what it is? It's like a good balance of. And I'm not comparing it to another zombie game, but it's like it's like a difference between like Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto, right? It's like this balance of realism with like over the topness, right? And the over the top is adding the mods to the weapons and making electrical, you know, uh, Wolverine claws as you're stabbing someone. Like that's over the top type of stuff, and I think that's it's a good feeling. The the, and the, character- the zombies the zombies are throwing combos. Yeah, like I see like the zombies are throwing combo yeah. moves at you. I, I hope I, I hope now that this is co-op, drop in, drop out type of thing, it would be a blast to play. I, I, I could see myself now, let's be honest, Sarge, is this a day one buy or is this wait till it goes on sale type of thing? Uh, there's, there's there's no such thing as a day one buy for me anymore. Right? It, 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 once a game is out, it's out. It's not going anywhere. Krebsy says, "Looks goods visuals, looks fun. Not for me. Maybe it came out five years ago. Would be interested." Gaming Fire says, "So I'm hoping this is co-op, easy to join a friend." Travis is all in. It's like the glory kills from Doom 2016. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it. It's like rewarding to do stuff. I actually like what they said about the flesh system, where if I shoot someone like at the kneecap, all of a sudden they're they're from the kneecap down. Is it gets you know. Uh, dismember of it and stuff like that, right? That that's pretty cool. And then this mod system for the weapons to add, like what, like you find certain things. I'm I'm going to assume that the cards you find in like hidden chests or areas or bosses drop them to find the certain cards. I don't think you're just going to have those cards anytime. You're 100% are going to find those, just sort of like a Fallout 76 type of thing. Like you're out and about, and you're it would gonna, be you're nice find to see. Mod. 
it would be nice to see if the way they have it the way they have it set up where this sold it for me to be that honest. If like if, if you're getting rushed if, if if you're getting rushed by a bunch of zombies and you kneecap them all, if they're all on the ground, they can't they can't run after you anymore. They're just crawling. Like if if that kind of stuff's in the game. Yeah, yeah. You you, you dismember it all the legs and just have them all crawl towards just let it, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If 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 that stuff's allowed. This comes out uh the end of the end of April, Paul. It's like uh, the twenty first, yeah. Yeah, there's the Wolverine Claws. Before anyone this. asks, this will not be on Game Pass at it launch. It shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, those claws sold it for me, Travis. I was like, eh, that looks pretty. That looks pretty good. This, I look. If I was playing this by myself, this is night and day compared to the first one, though. The first one didn't look like this at all. Yeah, the first one. I, I the first one we had fun for like two days, and then we got bored of it. Let's be honest. But that's what it is with the whole zombie thing. I still think that that's the bad part about this, though. I think I was just going to say. Like obviously, some people are going to play this and are going to absolutely love it. I think this is this again. I'm being generalistic because I haven't played this yet, but because I played Dead Island One, it kind of just reminds me of in in the back of my head, like a like a Just Cause or the the Dead Island One, where it's 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 fun, but really for a short period of time, right? Yeah, it, but it's multiplayer. That's that's what makes up that's yes. what makes up the gap. And that's why I said if it's if it's a co-op, it's a win because if you can go in, see the difference between like Left for Dead when left when we were playing Left for Dead, not Left for Dead, Back for Blood, Back for Blood, same thing. Yeah, I know, but Back for Blood, there was something off about it. It was fun, but it felt like sluggish, and they had a card system, sort of like this. Okay. But it wasn't really like open world. Like you're, it's still linear. This is like an open world. Go where you want. Try to explore. And I think that's also sort of like State of Decay. State of Decay is a fun zombie game because it's not always like zombies everywhere. It's like you're there's like slow parts and and, and exciting parts, and you get to roam and kind of build within that world. I think this. I think this. I think they got a hit on their hands here. Now, obviously, I don't think it's going to be like Hogwarts Legacy hits. Like, I don't think it's selling twelve million copies or anything like that. But I think it's going to be pretty, pretty good. It looks impressive. I like to know more about it. I like to know more about the uh, the co op and whatnot, uh, and and see some gameplay of that. I mean, it comes out in a month and a half, so we still have some time to see some stuff. What do you guys chat? What do you guys feel about this? Does Dead Island Two sell you? Does it look kind of like, you know, whatever? You're bored of it. Not your type of game. Let us know in the comments section down below if you're watching this after the fact, and if you're watching this live, put it in the in the in the chat. It doesn't look it doesn't look bad. It looks like they actually took their time with it, but it, it's night and day compared to the first one. Yeah, Absolutely. Paul, Paul says he'll buy it on sale. Yeah, I don't know if it's a day one purchase for me. Travis says day one buy. I I this is leaps and bounds ahead of the last one though Travis I'll, I'll, Absolutely. I'll be honest and someone says it's a different studio so it is a, a completely different studio so they bought the rights to it then Gamefire says uh, I'm buying it day one full price I have a question for you now this is uh, this is just hypothetical now what about if they do like an Outriders thing where right now this was the push to get pre-order sales right and and pre-order sales don't happen very well for this. I mean, they just talked about it. And it's due next month. Well, right, it comes out next month. That's what I'm saying, right? And they well, moved, they, they pushed it back six weeks, and then they moved it up one week, right? Because it comes out the week before now. I think uh, Jedi Survivor, okay. And that's the reason I don't pick this up day one is because Jedi Survivor comes out the week after, and I'll be playing that, okay. So if I had to pay seventy dollars, I'm paying seventy dollars for Jedi Survivor and not seventy dollars for this now. 
my my question is pre-order sales not good do they make a deal like outriders did and make it on game pass day one because i feel like this is this is that type of game that could do that i mean it, it it doesn't look bad it looks it looks like they did a good job the multiplayer will carry it it depends on how the i guess the ending of the levels and the boss battles play out when you're playing with four people and mm -hmm. if the if the weapon variety is good enough for four people to get all good weapons, you know, otherwise you're stealing weapons from each other, right? Like, what's your inventory like? I haven't got the meat and potatoes yet. Well, what's your yeah, what's your inventory it, like? How it, much stuff can you carry? Is there armor? Is there not armor? Is, do the do you have different kinds of characters? Is everyone the same? Like, there's there's a whole list of questions I have. But as far as the visuals and the, what the gameplay looks like, it looks decent. But I would once again, I would need someone to sit down and do the deep dive and tell me about your game. Yeah. Like, I, what, what else is in the game? The, the only thing I my discrepancy right what I have with this one is the the movement side of side. Obviously, there's settings that you could you could uh, fix that with. But in the in this particular trailer, when he was moving side to side, like turning around, it looked a little stiff. Um, it's, yeah, it always but it always looks stiff though when you do the first person. It's but what I will say is the other kinds of moves that they that they showed it also be cards look, that make looks, you move faster and stuff. Yeah, right? well, like yeah. the drop kick. Like people say it's the drop kick from Dying Light. I mean, it, it, but the drop kick is good. Like the the front kick yeah. thing. I mean, remember the days where you looked down and you never saw your feet. Like we all understand how first persons yeah. per, for how yeah. first person shooters have evolved. I mean, at least now when you look down on certain games, they actually took the time to put the damn feet there, which I always thought was funny, right? Because if I'm playing the first-person shooter, I'm looking forward the whole time, right? Right. I'm never really looking down at my feet. But just in case you wanted to, your feet actually right. move the way they're supposed to move if you happen to be looking down. Like, they take the time to do that kind this, of thing. This would know. be wicked in VR. This would be wicked in VR. This would cause people to have serious injuries in yeah, VR. Th this would be fun in VR. Then you have yeah. four, then you have you have buddies all playing VR together. That 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 would be fun. I don't know if they're doing VR, but that would be that'd be wicked. well, not in the same, not in the same room. Just everybody's in their own house. You can you wouldn't be able to do like a land party. Have a four people in VRs in their house. Your house would be destroyed. <laughs> like one Someone's guy would always through a wall. Someone's yeah, somebody wall. right. Somebody would freak out for sure. Right, someone would touch somebody inappropriately. Like, you, like I got back up and I hit you with a, and, I, and you, they think it's something trying to attack them. They just full on swing. Just like, everyone knows clear out on the ground, <laughs> end up punching everyone. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, something like that would happen. Absolutely. Does, does it have an uh, Alexa mode? That would be that'd be cool. VR makes Avengers games better. Uh, no, because that's still third person Ghostface. No, but it looks hmm. it looks good. I, I think I, I think uh, when they first showed it. A couple months ago, I was just like, eh, all right, it's a dead island. But now that I've actually seen game, some gameplay, I'm pretty impressed by it. And uh, it's definitely on my radar now, but I'm definitely not going to. Uh, it's not day one buy to me, only because it's it's so close to Jedi Survivor. You know what What part I what the part of, of the game that doesn't really. I, I know the game's not trying to take itself too seriously, but like, do you remember um, when we played uh, World War Z? Yeah. Okay, so. Do you remember the feeling you get when that swarm comes mm. and you know you might die? Like that kind yeah, of yeah. feeling of dread and like you're scared. When you play a game like this, you don't feel that yeah, at all. Yeah. Like you're not getting attacked by like a thousand zombies at once and you need to barricade yourself in. This is just basically a playthrough of just going through and smacking and pounding guys. It's not like uh, like you're not going to feel like overwhelmed. 
Let's right. put it that way. Right. Well, right. They haven't shown anything that make you feel overwhelmed. Like you feel like a badass every time you're going up to punch somebody. You know what I mean? Like you feel like. Right. Yeah. Like you don't feel like I'm in trouble. I need to find a place to hide. Like that kind of thing. There like, was a quite a World bit of... War Z. You were in trouble like that when that when that, <laughs> when that horde showed up, when those horrors showed up, that was. Oh, when you used to hear that noise. Oh, like, my like, God. You would, you would run at the end here. They show quite a bit of different. Uh, uh, look at this fat guy here, man. Man, that that is that is beautiful. Look at him. Works at a burger joint. Like they had quite a bit of few different types of uh, mutated zombies here, and they all look pretty cool. Yeah, they, they've done a really good job with the with the character models, and you always have a fat guy that spits at you, man. That's always got the big blob. That's like guy. that's like standard now, isn't yeah, it? The bloater, fat the bloater guy, guy. Right. Then you have the girl that screams. There's always the the. What was the what was the one in Left for Dead? What was her name? There was there was an update, Paul. There was an update for that game. I didn't even know. Yeah, World War Z was fun. Oh, you can't see. What you you, you don't know what it looks like? No. The uh, let me let me go back. Let me go back to the uh, the the fat guy here that I was talking about. This is the fat guy we were talking about in a second. Right here. Look at look at this guy. He looks gross. Look at all those chunks and the witch. Yeah, that was it, Dupless. Right, that's what this person looks like right here. Let me show you. You get the fat guy spitting, and then you have you have her right here. That that this this one reminds me of the witch. Even has long fingertips and stuff. Just uh, yeah, looks fun. All right, let's go to the uh, the uh, the question and answer portion of the show here. If you guys have questions, we have answers. Uh, you can submit it right now. We have three. Hopefully, they're all or four questions. Hopefully, they're actually questions and not statements this week. Uh, you can submit it up on top. Uh, just because you submit a question doesn't mean I'm going to read your question. Because if it's an idiotic question, it's not going to get an idiotic answer. It's just going to get nothing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Travis says, based on what we are uh, seeing, do we think the game will be uh, more fast-paced like Doom? Or is it kind of more of a mix between Dead Island One and more current day first person shooters? Yeah, I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any speed in that. I just see kind of cruising around. I don't see any like, uh, like fast, fast motion at all. Here, here's my problem with the card system, right? And 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 this is why I don't like card systems in games. If it's a talent tree, it's sort of the same. But for instance, let's say I, I said this for Back for Blood when it came out. Back for Blood, we felt really sluggish moving, right? And then they had different perks that you could get cards to make you move faster and and search faster and all this stuff. And that's what I hate. I hate that they that your guy handicap can be, you. They they purposely handicap you so you can find a card to bring it up two percent normal, like two percent, three percent. And you need like five five things to be almost normal again, right? That's why I don't like card systems type of thing, but. Obviously, you know, it is what it is. They chose to use the card system. I'm not going to criticize the card system until I know more about the card system. Uh, I, I thought the card system in Midnight Suns was going to be bad, but then uh, someone showed me it, and I watched more of it, and I was like, ah, it's actually really good. So hopefully they have really good stats on the cards that make you feel better. But I, I hate the, you're at 100 on a normal game, and then they drop you to 30, and then they're like, oh, you're going to find a card, and the most you could be is 80%. And, and you feel like you're moving faster, but you're really just moving faster. 10% slower than normal, right? Type of thing. Uh, so I, I think it's going to feel more of a first-person shooter, but at the same time, I think the cards are going to make it better or worse based on what your character is. And obviously, we only know one character. The character they showed, I think there's 
preset certain characters with different perks on them at the beginning of the game, Travis, if I'm not mistaken. See, uh, now, if they if they introduce a zombie in the game that you don't have the combat thing to kill it right away, that would make it interesting because then you'd have to run away from it, go hide someplace and go a different route, like that type of thing. Right. That would be interesting. But if it's if it's no matter who you see, I can kill them one way or the other. There's not really a sense of uh, the sense of dread or fear that you're, you you can't kill a guy. Correct, Paul. They in back for blood. They use for a card random. But what I'm saying is I didn't really like and you would have to earn credits to buy new cards. And then you take those cards and then put them in your character. I just didn't like the system that to me that was I like the customization of the weapons and all that stuff in in Back for Blood. So every time you you went through a mode, it was different. But to me, the actual card itself felt a little um, I don't know that they, they didn't need a car system in the game. They put the card system in the game to give longevity. But, but I think but I think a card I'll be honest from from what I can tell from most card systems, the card system is just an easier way to explain a skill tree. Because a lot of people think skill trades are, I'm, once again, I'm talking as an elitist now because I've seen too much. But people look at skill trees and get confused. Sure. Like they don't, under, they, don't, they don't understand what it means to put and a point it, into here and a point into there. Having a card is just an easier reference. Right, and then you can always respect every time you play a game. You can always kind of move right. on the fly. That's, and, that, and I think whatnot. that's basically what it is. It's ease of learning possible. It's not the fact that the it's a sell cards in-game type of thing. It's more of a just a learning curve. Krebsy, uh, question two says, do we see Division 2 getting an expansion in the future because these manhunts are kind of getting old? Uh, yeah. If you see the expansions, when would you like to see it? I don't, I don't, I think after Ubisoft's last tirade that the, that the, the boss went over, I don't think you're going to see another t division. I don't. I well, think, they I have think the they're, Heartland they're... coming out and they have Resurgence coming out. One's a mobile and one's a free to play. Right, but that's what I'm saying. the The model of what division is currently, like what we we're playing, they're not going to do a DLC. They're going to get the stuff out that can make make the online money. That's basically what they're looking for. I, you know, when we were talking about it a little earlier, Krebsy, when Sarge brought up how they brought the castle back, right, and and they they're week after week maybe building up the castle. I kind of think it would be cool if they take the existing map or one of the areas of the map. And something happens where all of a sudden maybe it's expanding and you see it like being built up or maybe something gets destroyed and it's a completely different like layout of the of one of the, the main missions or whatnot. You know what I mean? Like like the the map itself evolving over time. That to me would be pretty cool if they yeah, did something think, like I don't that. Think you'd get that. No, I know, but he's saying with an expansion, what kind? And I, I think that's what I would see. I mean, obviously I would like them to maybe add a little bit more to like New York. They could add the upper part of New York because we're on the lower half of Manhattan. So you can go back into where you were in the first game because the first game you were just above where we are now. So I could see an expansion happening like that if they do an expansion. But the I think the manhunts in the season pass, that's story-wise we're going to get expanded, but I don't think we're going to get much more than that. Uh, next question is Krebsy again. He says, what would, uh, would it be your rankings on the Disney parks? Uh, and which has the best food? Uh, you want to know the Disney parks? What's the best Disney parks? Um, Food-wise, it's going to be Epcot. Yeah, food-wise is Epcot. Ride-wise, it's probably... I mean... Ride-wise, it'll probably be Hollywood Magic Studios. St really? Yeah, because... It, well, Magic Kingdom's got a lot of kiddie rides. 
right? Yeah. So you got the Space Mountain, the Thunder Mountain. They have the new if Tron. I, uh, well, is Tron is it open yet? Is Tron open? Tron yet? open, or it's opening up? Like it's yeah. soft opening right now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy rides really good roller coaster. That's out of Epcot. You got Test Track. You got a couple rides there. Food's good there. I like Epcot as the best park. For me, Epcot's the best park. Best rides, I think Hollywood Studios. Uh, you know, it's it's close. Because they only have one or two each that are really good. Yeah, the, the rest Falcon is the rest ride, is the roller the the Toy Story ride, the 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 Slinky Dog ride, the Tower of Terror. There's there's a lot of good little things there. Mickey Mouse, uh, Mickey's Runaway Railways on Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I'm gonna say best rides if you're like an adult would be like Hollywood Studios. If you're a kid, it's gonna be Magic Kingdom, uh, and the best park overall is Epcot as an adult because of food, drink, uh, and, and the rides right. there. Right. Right. You agree, Sarge? I, 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 no, I agree. I agree with you, Krabzy. Like, I, I would respect Division more if it just came out with a paid DLC, and just continue the story. Let's 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 go after the people that we're supposed to go after, and let's end it. Like, you know what I mean? Get, let's have closure on on the apocalyptic game, right? Do do something that closes the chapter of the game, not that we're killing another five guys. What about if they put a new faction, like he's saying, and it's zombies? Just stop. I'm just saying. Just stop. We all waited for zombies. Just stop with the zombies, man. Just stop. Could be zombies. Stop. Next question. Uh, does Sony go on uh, a shopping spree if uh, Activision Blizzard King goes through? Who would they buy, or should Sony take the money and invest into cloud subservice, uh, subscription service, or large PC footprint? Uh, I think that's it's. I think Sony has to establish themselves first and get some more players inside their their ecosystem. And then I think they'll probably make a small purchase of some studio. Uh, I think Square Enix is in trouble right now. The last couple of reports I heard about Square, they're in trouble. So I, I see maybe I have to look up at the, what the value of Square is. Square might be on the table. Well, we didn't talk about this, but uh, Luminous, a uh, company that makes uh, Forspoken, they, they're folding into Square Enix, right? So they're folding, and now they're being yeah. merged into to Square Enix. I do see either Ubisoft or Square Enix being purchased in the next couple of years. I think Sony might might pick them up. Yeah, Ubi has, Ubi's got to do restructuring, and then Square is just in trouble at the moment. So we'll see. I mean, I, I would have to see. If Sony has a good year this year with their first-party titles and they get established a good a good uh, population level for their uh, play games play, what, what is it called? Play, what is it? PlayStation Plus. Plus. The yeah. PlayStation Plus. If that works out well, then I, I see probably like next year they make a purchase. It would make more, it would make sense because they need to to up the game on their first party titles. So I, like, I would I would say that Sony has to invest in the cloud system and the subscription service is that is a good move. They already have uh, enough first party titles. Like if you think about Nintendo, and every time they have a new Nintendo system, they have a Mario, a Metroid, a Zelda. They they have their like four or five go to. IPs that reason why I buy the console, right? The reason why I buy it. I think PlayStation has that. They have God of War, Horizon, Spider Man, Uncharted, this the racing, uh, Gran Turismo. They 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 have all of those IPs. So if Sony wants to compete with Xbox in the future, not I'm not talking about consoles going into the next thing, I would invest money into the subscription service and I would also invest money into the clouds, the cloud service as well, right? I mean, I. I just miss I miss Final Fantasy. Like I want to be able to play Final Fantasy on my on an Xbox. I don't I don't want to have to buy a PlayStation to play Final Fantasy. Right. Well, I mean, I was just say, why don't you just buy a PlayStation? 
I don't want to buy a PlayStation right now. Just for one game, right? You want, you want yeah. To... Like, like I can. There's, there's certain games that I, I, I think about, and then they just fall out of my head. I'm not worried about it. But every once in a while, like I like a good game to get into, like a dark RPG like that, and then I can't play it. So that's the one I kind of dwell on from time to time. Yeah, but, I think the time I get a PlayStation Five, like the PlayStation Six, will be announced. Well, we let's let's see let's see if this year they announce a pro version of either the Xbox or the PlayStation. If that happens, then you know the timetable for the next system. If they don't announce it this year, then you know it's going to go a little Are we, longer. We're two years in now. This is the third year. We're going into the third year. I think this is the third year. So this is the third year. Yeah, this is the. Third I'm pretty year. sure this is the third year. <clears throat> All right. Travis, uh, last question here it says, according to the previous interviews, the cards are from bosses or levels up, not searching for them. Again, that's not a question. That's a statement. Please submit <laughs> well, he's questions. Us, he's, he's, he's giving us information. That's he's fine. Us information. That's this fine. This is not the information section. But, that, the but, that, but section. that would definitely but that would definitely mean that you're playing the game handicapped until you defeat bosses. Right. So, right. Right. You're, so you're playing handicapped the whole time. Until you find the cards until and kill the, the bosses. Cards and how, how do you find the cards? Yeah. Yep. I said I meant to do it in the chat. Well, it's fine. So that is all the questions uh, for today. We do appreciate you from. So the way the questions works, Chad, if you're here for the very first time, uh, you can submit the questions. It's a blue little tab up above. If you're on mobile, I'm not sure if it's. Yeah, it should be on mobile as well. Uh, if you click on that. No matter what topic we went over the, the entire show, you can ask you can ask us a general question. You can submit your questions uh, into that section. At the end of each show, uh, we answer your questions. Uh, Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 346 is in the can. We do appreciate you coming out, hanging out with us each and every single week here live in live chat. If you want to be a part of the show, uh, we're here, like I said, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights. Uh, we'd love to have everyone here. Uh, if you'd like to help us out more, please share, like, subscribe. If you like the show, maybe you hit the like button in the beginning. Maybe you didn't like the show. You can switch it to dislike. If you, if you dislike the show in the very beginning, you're like, I don't know who these assholes are. I, I just like them already just the way they look. Okay. Maybe you liked us, and now you can go over to the like button and switch your vote. I don't care. Pick a thumb. All right. Down or up. Doesn't matter to me. Interaction is interaction. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can actually uh, become a member as little as $4.99 or $5 for everyone else. Uh, so you, you know what it actually is. You get us. You get my uploads. You get, those are all free. Everything's free here. But if you'd like to support the channel, $5 helps us out uh, to, to make more content for you. Uh, so appreciate very much. You guys have a wonderful evening. This episode will be live. And last week's episode was corrupt. I had to redo it, re-upload it. Uh, so it'll be on the podcast formats, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Video Spotify as well. Uh, that'll be live on up on Saturday. Appreciate it very much, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Amen, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.